Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. And Mark. Uh, all right. So 800-259-9231. Uh, there's, of course, much to discuss. And coming up, we'll give you an uh, maybe an update on the TSA privatization situation. Is it all it was made out to be? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll clue you in about that. But first, there's some pretty big news that Ryder pointed out to me uh, before the show here about, uh, I guess, the Arizona state legislature responding quickly. They're moving fast. To restrict freedom of speech. Right. This came out uh, this afternoon. And it's making front page on most of the main news sites. It says Arizona legislatures quickly approved emergency legislation Tuesday uh, to head off picketing by a Topeka, Kansas church near the funeral service for a nine-year-old girl who was killed during Saturday's shooting in God. Tuscan. And this uh, and this obviously refers to the well-known Westboro Baptist Church, which mm-hmm. is known for protesting military funerals. Uh, all sorts of other things, and they said they were going to come and protest this nine-year-old's funeral, which is absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's despicable behavior, no doubt. Um, the but the the funny thing is, is that they get exact the Westboro Baptist Church gets exactly what they want out of the the legislatures, uh, you know, the, the 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 federal one, the Supreme Court, all like, like it just they just. F- Manage to get exactly what they want, which is coverage. You know, they mm-hmm. they they exploit this uh, this freedom of speech thing. I don't think these people believe any of the stuff that they say. I think they're in it for the lawsuits, quite frankly. And I think it's sad that we give them as much attention that we as we do. But it's really sad the way they go and do these. You don't uh, think they believe it? No, I don't. I mean, that, that takes a hold on a second. It, it takes a lot of effort. And a lot of time and money to essentially this is a, a church that, as we've read before, is made up of Fred Phelps and his family members. Mm-hmm. So it's not a very big church. So therefore, they're not really recruiting anybody with this. It, it, this is something that is it takes a lot of time and effort for them to go around to these places and to set up these protests and to do these things. You don't think they believe it? I think they believe that they like the money that they get from the uh, the lawsuits and the settlement. Look, people the, punch the, like these, suing the people punch these people right, all the time. They will sue people for assaulting them. I see. So they're not going to get money from the state of Arizona. Then they're getting money from individuals and settlements and assault That's cases. The way I see it. Yeah. Well, they must. They must not have normal jobs. Most of them, if they're going to travel from Kansas to Arizona to do something like this. So that's true. This could Who be- would employ them? Well, that's another thing. <laughs> Unanimous votes by the House and Senate cleared the way for the bill to go to Governor Jan Brewer later Tuesday for her expected signature, and it would take effect immediately. And uh, it says the law does not mention the Tuscan shooting, but it would prohibit protests at or near funeral sites. So it's clearly a response to it. And before this legislation was passed, I saw in the news that what they were going to do, what supporters of the funeral were going to do, that's a weird thing to say, but what protesters of the protester were going to do, they were already taking donations from local businesses to build big 8-foot or 10-foot walls, they called them angel wings, that they were going to have people hold in the way um, so that mm. actual funeral participants or goers could not see the protests. So the market, it's an interesting counter protest. The market was already responding in the form of donations and in the form of labor to block this protest from um, having a result. Okay, so if that's the case, then why did they do this? Is it because the politicians want to grandstand and and make it look like they've done something? 
I'm sure politicians want the credit for it. Mm -hmm. I don't see how they're going to get away with it. I I don't know if the United States has uh, ruled on this. The United States Supreme Court has ruled on this uh, Westboro Baptist Church situation. Well, if you mean get away with it, you mean get away with it down the line because it would have to be challenged in court. And then that's going to take time to get to the Supreme Court. Right. So I see. So it's not going to be it's not going to be they're going to get away with it this week and they're going to get away with it for the foreseeable future until it's actually challenged and taken to the Supreme Court. Right. I guess. Because it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court right. actually says. The cops says. will do whatever they're told to do in this circumstance. Right, right. Yes. The cops aren't going to check in with the Supreme Court or, or consult a lawyer before they decide what actions to take. But, you know, if uh, the, legis- the Arizona legislature passes a, a patently unconstitutional law, it's possible that the Supreme Court or some higher court could give them a, uh, uh, you know, could give them some kind of penalty. And then the, the Arizona taxpayers. Uh, Who would be penalized? The, the 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 legislature they how would they penalize them they would put some kind of punitive damages and uh, give it to the Westboro Baptist Church so let me see if I'm understanding because this sounds new to me maybe this has happened before but I've never know. heard of it you're saying the Supreme Court would somehow award damages from the legislature therefore the general fund to the Westboro Baptist Church I would assume it would come out of some kind of general fund yeah okay Just maybe guessing. that's Maybe that's possible. I would agree it's a possibility. But, but certainly the, the individual legislators are not going to be held responsible Absolutely for not. We don't hold politicians responsible in this country. Are you kidding? The whole system would crash down around our ears. Well, Shirley Phelps uh, dash Roper, a church member and a daughter and the daughter of its pastor, like mm-hmm. Ian said, said what the prohibition wouldn't even matter because the church members plan to pick it at one of two intersections that are more than a thousand feet from the church uh, where the girls service is held. So... The church members are claiming the legislation doesn't matter anyway. I don't. I can't speak to that. Obviously, I'm not part of that. So everybody wins. The politicians get to uh, get to pretend like they've done something that uh, you know that makes a difference. When in fact, all they've done is restricted freedom of speech, and that's unfortunate. And then uh, Fred Phelps claims he wasn't going to protest at the actual funeral. Right, so he's saying he's going to be at an intersection somewhere nearby. That's that's what one of the women of the church is claiming. So he's going to make it seem like he's he's not been defeated by this, and uh, you know the police will get to arrest people if somebody does go close, and so they'll win too. Like everybody wins here in this case. Yay! Except right. for what, freedom of speech. What counts as a protest, as far as this is concerned? If you go within three hundred feet and hold a little sign, are you protesting? That's a good question. Uh, and I would imagine because it's defined. Well, maybe it's not defined. In a lot of cases, they uh, they just leave things open. They probably in the call law. it something like a demonstration. My question is, why do they have to do this on public property? Why can't they have a memorial service at the uh, the uh, uh, what is it uh, Tucson uh, uh, you know uh, Civic Center? Well, where, wait a minute. Where is the service being held? I would assume it's being graveyard. held on private property. These people have no right to go on. Uh, no, uh, they don't. On, and excuse me, being held on public property because they have no right to go on private. Like at property. a public graveyard, you mean? Well, typically, what they'll do is they'll have the the protest outside of the bounds of the graveyard. So if they, you know, there's a public street running by that graveyard, they'll have it out by that. You know, well, it's that said it said it's being held at a church, and most churches are not going to be big enough private property wise that you won't be able to see the protest if they're right. Mm-hmm. At the property line. Right. They're going to stand there in the in the way of people, and they're going to have to walk through them in order to get in. If, in that case, if it were at a church, but you're saying it's going to be at an intersection. No. the pro Yes. The um, service is going to be at a church. The woman claims that the protest will be at an intersection. Right. Why? Maybe because there's more traffic there. I don't know. Certainly. So here you have the uh, Arizona State Legislature basically just, you know, just taking a, a leak all over the uh, the First Amendment, essentially. And they're going to get away with it until someone challenges it. And wouldn't it be sad that it, that it, would, that it would be the Westboro Baptist Church to, to challenge this? 
I think it's. I, I think that this is all a sad situation. I I feel so little, um, you know, remorse for bad things happening to the West Westboro Baptist Church. There's such a a group of despicable individuals that uh, you know I I really don't care. However, I do understand that if you do not support freedom of speech for the least of us, mm-hmm. then you don't support it for the rest of us. How overwhelming does it mention uh, Ryder in the the piece? How the vote went on this? Like how many of the unanimous? Oh, it was unanimous. There was only one guy that sort of objected, but he really only objected to the fact that they were suspending the rules to expedite this. Oh my gosh! But it was unanimous. Other than that, that should give you some indication of exactly how important these politicians consider the freedom of speech. Well, what would it have mattered if uh, one guy would have said, this is against freedom of speech? You know, I mean, the, it, it matters when only, Ron Paul does it, right? It's at least it, someone saying something. by his opponent um, during his, uh, um, during the campaign. But Ron Paul would still have voted against it, Mark. Yeah, that's all. That's true. So what it, what it matters is whether or not a politician has the spine enough to speak out against something like this, to understand the idea of liberty in the first place and to speak out in favor of it. And it just, it just shows you that none of these politicians do. None. They don't care about freedom of speech. They only care about appearances. They only care about the appearance that they are doing something that the majority wants so they can get reelected. Now, Ron Paul understands that he can he has come out and said controversial things. He has done, uh, you know, he's he's made placed votes on issues that are controversial in the way that he voted. No, a lot of people would be upset with or at least most politicians would presume it. But yet he is reelected overwhelmingly again and again. And so there you have it. Uh, Not one, not one Arizona legislature had the courage to stand up for free speech. What does that mean for the future of liberty in America? Eh, Not so many good things. 800-259-9231. You can take control. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials. Helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize. And off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Again, freetalklive.com. Some of those features include our live streams, broadband and dial-up flavors available, plus our webcam, listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way, our satellite feed, as well as uh, wonderful radio stations from coast to coast that carry the show uh, through different points of the week. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more about that. That's listen.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. They'll do anything for your company or you that involves uh, telephony, calling people up, whether it's automated calls or um, you know live person calls. SACL CAI can handle it for you. You can get more information. Their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI. All right. So 800-259-9231. Your comments certainly welcome on anything, but we're talking about the Fred Phelps situation where the Westboro Baptist Church is again 
uh, going to be showing up and protesting at a funeral. In this case, the funeral of the nine-year-old girl who was uh, slaughtered over the weekend by this maniac, uh, John, what was his name, Lofner? Yes. John, Jared, was it Jared, Jared Lofner? I think sure. he, he, it's, it's, I've heard both names, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, so uh, Jared Lofner uh, slaughtering people over the weekend, one of them a nine-year-old girl, the Westboro Baptist Church, choosing her to protest uh, at her funeral because it wasn't explained in the, uh, the news article. But the reason for this, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, guys, but it, usually the reason is because God hates America, right? Because well, God hates America because America allows gay people rights or something. And that's why the little girl was killed because I, mean, I don't know if they're going to focus on uh, gays on this one. Is that always what they focus on or do they also – Their website's GodHatesFags.com. What okay. do you want? All right. I didn't know if they also focused on other hatred and other bigotry. Certainly, I'd always heard about them focusing on uh, gay people. But so presumably, they're going to say that this nine-year-old girl died, and that it was God's will because God hates the fact that people are accepting in America towards gay people. Is that pretty much? I think they're making the claim. I read it somewhere. I can't find the quote now, but they're making the claim that God sent this gunman to to send a message to America, just like every other tragedy is sent by God to send a message to America. Mm-hmm. And this, the nine-year-old, is going to draw the biggest media of any of them. You'd think if God was this interested, he'd just come down and tell us that we, he hates gay people. I Instead mean, of leaving it to some rambling nutter? He's so busy, right? <laughs> you know, sending us hurricane after uh, dead soldiers. and He's getting soldiers killed. He's uh, sending uh, you know, nutters out to wipe out civilians. Right. You'd think he'd just send down... Oh, you don't, God doesn't even have to come down himself in a blaze of glory. He could send down an angel. One angel. Hopefully he's got the, plenty of them. Well, I would hope if he's going to send down an angel that the angel wouldn't speak like Jared Lofner speaks. I mean, you want to talk about God having some really bad spokespeople. I mean, if this if this guy was sent down to send a message, maybe God should have checked his YouTube channel first uh, <laughs> to see you know exactly what this uh, gentleman was capable of uh, because it was just – we read some of what he had to say the other night, and it was just absolutely – Incoherent nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. God, God's vetting process is flawed if this is the, the person that he wanted to uh, to send a, a message with. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll pull up another one of uh, Lofner's videos here just to give you an idea. In case you weren't here listening to our Saturday show where we actually shared uh, some of his speech, I guess you could call it. He's got a, a YouTube video, a couple of videos where it's just basically text on a black background, although this one sounded like it had a little bit of, uh, of music to it. So, uh, so, but so, just so I'm, I'm clear, they are doing this because God is angry, allegedly, at Americans because they're accepting toward gay people. Now, Ryder, you are a Christian. God sent the shooter to deal with an idolatrous America, is the quote. Oh, it's idolatry now. Well, according problem. to this particular protest, it is. But, okay. But Mark's right, and I'm sure they're still going to focus on homosexuality in protest to come. I'm curious. I, now, if they are going to focus on idolatry, I'm curious as to what their signs will say. Those, that seems a little more complicated than God that hates fags. So how are they going to make signs that are going to communicate that idea? I guess that uh, that remains to be seen. However, uh, so just to kind of give you, uh, I guess, a look into the mindset of this uh, Jared Lofter. But before we get to that, uh, my question for you, yes. Ryder, was as a Christian, um, how do you feel about Fred Phelps and his so-called group of christians i don't think god ever called us to point out uh people by calling them names um faggot god hates uh, fags.com by mm-hmm. calling them all any sort of that um god called us to love others and and invite them to your home and go to their home god or jesus went to 
Zacchaeus's house, mm-hmm. the tax collector that was corrupt, and that's so you're how saying he Jesus dealt, would not have done what Fred felt. That's well, of course not. Jesus yeah. dealt with <laughs> sinful people in the most loving way possible. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to just wanted to see where the uh, the Christian perspective was on the other so-called uh, Christians. Does it frustrate you that Fred Phelps calls himself a Christian? I don't think anyone in the country is giving Fred Phelps enough credibility that it would be worth my effort to be frustrated about I it. I see. Yeah, good answer. All right, so here's what uh, Jared Lee Lofner has to say in his YouTube video. Now, we read the text of his first video, and I don't know if it's the first one, but one of them called Hello. This one is called Introduction, Jared Lofner. My final thoughts, Jared Lee Lofner. And there's a Introduction col- with his final thoughts. There's a colon in there. It's my final thoughts, colon, Jared Lee Lofner. The population of dreamers in the United States of America is less than 5%. Where does he get this number? Um, no, no source? Yeah. No footnote? Okay. No, I, he's just, <laughs> just letting you know that that's the population. And then he goes on to what is really confusing. Like so, the, About 10% of what he writes is coherent. Like you could understand, sort of, like you understood the population statement, right? Not really the dreamers part of it, but most of it was understandable. I don't know that I believe his number. But now, okay. there's a big number here that he's going to use. It's 987,123,478,961,876,341. It goes on. There's more commas and more numbers in this number. It's, it's, I don't know what the gajillion is on this. <laughs> it's a very big number. <laughs> so I'm just going to read this and replace the big number with a very big number. Big old number? If a very big number is the year B in BCE, then the previous year of a very big number, BCE, is a very big number, BCE. A very big number is the year BCE, excuse me, is the year in BCE. Therefore, the previous year of a very big number, BCE, is a very big number, BCE. Thank God he pointed that out. <laughs> Now, I actually haven't gone through here to to compare, but I believe the very big number is off by one at the very end. It so, would have to be, right? Yeah. So he's uh, he's the last three digits of the very big number are 618, and then in another instance, it's 619. So very important. Clearly, this is important. It's the second frame of his of his video. Now, if BCE years are unable to start, then ADE years are unable to begin. BCE years are unable to start. Thus, ADE years are unable to begin. You got it. See? You can get this guy. He's he's deep. He's I don't yeah. get it. So, ADE now the, now Mark, is this like some sort of new the BCE thing? That's like yeah, BC, what was BC? Uh, BC used to be before Christ, but now it's before Common Era. Correct. Um, and ADE was uh, Anno Domini, which I don't know why they ever picked to say English before Christ and then Latin uh, Anno Domini after God or whatever. But uh, I don't even know. What, what is it? ADE? Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't well, that's what he's calling it. It, it, shouldn't, it should be CE. It should be Common Era and BCE. I wouldn't take his word for any of this, but he's got more to say, and we'll share that with you here in a moment. More about Jared Lee Lochner. We'll take your calls as well at 800. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. And Mark. And uh, so don't forget, you can dial in at 800-259-9231. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use the portal that we've created for you, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Get your first month completely free. Don't use the portal. Don't get the first month free. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. By the way, HostGator is bringing you the archives over at FreeTalkLive.com. So when you're downloading the archives and you're maybe thinking about how great it is that the archives are free, well, thanks to HostGator for that. Uh, Again, archives, years worth of them available free at FreeTalkLive.com. So it's one thing to listen to what the media has to say, the mainstream media or even the alternative media about Jared Loeffner, the maniac who slaughtered six six people over this uh, past weekend injured another dozen or or so i believe uh, it's one thing to listen to their interpretation of who jared lofner is and it's or it's one thing to hear some of his quotes taken out of context and it's another thing entirely to actually read well in toto what it is that he has written Right, because what you're hearing is the drumbeat for out there for uh, censorship in the media, specifically, um, you know, talk radio has created an atmosphere of combativeness and blah, blah, blah. And there's no evidence at all that this guy listened to a single talk radio show. He's 22 years old. Is that right? Or He's certainly in his early 20s. I'm not it's, sure. It's not common for a 22-year-old male to, to listen to talk radio. Uh, that would be outside of politically the- involved. I mean, he might. He might have. Yeah. I'm not saying. We don't know. Ian, he, he might have been a uh, professional skier. We just have no evidence that he did, right. and the, st- the statistics are against it. And he, uh, from what we've seen, he's pretty much a uh, hard leftist, reading, uh, recommending books like the Communist Manifesto. Well, and Mein Kampf, which would make him a r- hard rightist. I mean, we yeah. like. There's just no evidence. Like that. This is. There's really no evidence of anything other right. than he was bat crap crazy and that's all you've got the evidence for and to suggest that you know talk radio or right-wing pundits or you know whatever i mean there are yeah. there, there are people too too um uh, politicians that have suggested that well we need to do something about this and blah, somebody blah. even suggested bringing the fairness doctrine back as though any of these suggestions uh, whether it's bringing the fairness doctrine back or whether it's some new piece of legislation that'll outlaw as we discussed last night briefly uh that will outlaw like even the semblance of a threat toward uh, some sort of public government representative remember that mark from yes, uh, last yes night? yeah so i mean whether whatever it is none of those things are going to stop a crazy person it sounds like the columbine reaction all over again ban doom ban black trench coats when right. neither of those things had anything to do with the columbine shooters. and to be fair those things didn't get banned a lot of uh, but but that is what these folks are calling for they're calling for these very extreme restrictions which will do absolutely nothing to stop things 
uh, stop violent uh, incidents from happening in the future. Because people that are crazy can't be reasoned with. <laughs> Listen to what this guy has to say. This is from his YouTube channel, Jared Lofner. If you want to go and see it for yourself, it's youtube.com slash classitup10. And it's not like somebody just put this online after the fact. This channel's been up since October. So uh, class it up 10, the number 10. Now, we're, uh, we're playing back the video, Introduction, Jared Lofner. We have to read it to you because he doesn't narrate uh, his own video. At least, I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't here. It's just, yeah, right, it's just, yeah, it's just music and text. Some, sounds like porn, porno music. Uh, so, if ADE, I'm just going to jump right in. If ADE, he was talking about years with these big numbers. If ADE is endless in year, then the years in ADE don't cease. ADE is endless in year. Therefore, the years in ADE don't, don't cease. cease. What the hell? That's right. Circular logic, uh, if there's any logic there at all. It's just crazy. Now it gets a little more detailed. If I teach a mentally capable eight-year-old for 20 consecutive minutes to replace an alphabet letter with a new letter and pronunciation, then the mentally capable eight-year-old writes and pronounces the new letter and pronunciation that's replacing an alphabet letter in 20 consecutive minutes. I teach a mentally capable eight-year-old for 20 consecutive minutes to replace an alphabet letter with a new letter and pronunciation. Thus, the mentally capable eight-year-old writes and pronounces the new letter and pronunciation that replaces an alphabet letter in the 20 consecutive minutes. How many times can he repeat the same thing over and over again? How could it possibly make any sense to him? Every human who's mentally capable is always able to be treasure. Of, excuse me, treasurer. The, the text is a little smaller on this frame for some reason, so it's hard, harder to read. Every human who's mentally capable is always able to be treasurer of their new currency. Now, remember, this guy had some sort, has, because he's still alive, has some sort of weird obsession with, uh, with creating his own currency. And he, in the last video, attempted to, I guess, touch on that a little bit. Now he's going to get into a little more detail. If you create one new currency, then you're able to create a second new currency. If you're able to create a second new currency, then you're able to create... A third? That's right, a third new currency. You create one new currency. Thus, you're able to create a third currency. If you create one new language, then you're able to create a... Third? Nope, second new language. The third thing's coming. Yeah, I'm if sure. you're able to create a second new language, then you're able to create a third new language. I know why this guy did this. Because he's so incredibly weird and boring. Nobody wanted to listen to him. <laughs> I mean, he's... Imagine him at a party, right? God, no. You create one new language, thus you're able to create a third new language. Just like how if you create one new currency, you can create a third new currency. All humans are in need of sleep. Jared Lofner is a human. Now, he's writing about himself in the third person. Hence, Jared Lofner is in need of sleep. And let me say that if you don't get enough sleep, there is a good chance you too could go crazy. When the last time Jared Lofner had sleep was, I don't know. Or when he had a, a good amount of sleep is, uh, is another good question. Maybe he's an insomniac who uh, hardly ever gets any except for in winks and nods. Speculation. Uh, I mean, if you uh, were to add He's up, saying right here he's in need of sleep. I mean, uh, taking his word for it. If you were to add up the posts on Facebook that had to do with uh, going to bed and or taking a nap and or getting a meal, I suspect that those would be the top uh, two, you know, reason, top two posts on Facebook. I'm going to bed. I'm going to get something to eat. Okay. So, so he could have just been tired while making this video. He could have. You know, 
I mean, but there's I, more to this. Remember the if dreamer I were to thing post that Mark Edge is in need of some sleep. I, I get you. Nobody would assume that I was, uh, you know, had hadn't slept for 72 hours. Just remember the dreamer comment from earlier. So he's this is somebody who's focused on the uh, the the world of uh, dreaming, etc. So let's continue. Sleepwalking. If I define sleepwalking, then sleepwalking is the act or state of walking, eating, or performing other motor acts while asleep, of which one is unaware upon awakening. It's a pretty good definition. I'm wondering if he borrowed that from the dictionary. Okay. Just saying. I define sleepwalking. Thus, sleep, uh, sleepwalking is the act or state of walking, eating, or performing other motor acts while asleep, of which one is unaware upon awakening. I am a sleepwalker who turns off the alarm clock. All conscience dreaming is at this moment, or excuse me, all conscious dreaming at this moment is asleep. Jared Lofner is conscious dreaming at this moment. Thus, Jared Lofner is asleep. Terrorist. If I define terrorist, then a terrorist is a person who employs terror or terrorism, especially as a political weapon. I define terrorist. Thus, a terrorist is a person who employs terror or terrorism, especially as a political weapon. If you call me a terrorist, then the argument to call me a terrorist is ad hominem. You call me a terrorist. Thus, the argument to call me a terrorist is... Ad hominem. That's right. Every United States military recruit... We're almost done. (laughs) It's awful. It's awful. You may have seen Inception a few too many times. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Up next, he's got something to say about the United States military and the Bible... Uh, We'll get to that here in a moment. More of Jared Lofner so you can get some idea of how this man thought, if you even want to call it thinking. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. We're going to share a little more crazy with you, and then we'll get right to your phone calls and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. And you can, of course, take control of the airwaves. You can also join us online. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. And you can do it for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show Get on more radio stations uh, around the country, bring more internet listeners on board. In fact, I'm going to have a couple new stations to announce uh, coming up sometime, probably after the show tonight. I'll update the website with that and send out the notice. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to help us out. It makes a big difference. Your $3 a month gets combined with others, and we reinvest it. It really helps us. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, the AMP-only podcast, which doesn't have the usual podcast commercials that you're used to. So go get the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, West Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? 
This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a lot more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. Uh, the, the tickets are as low as $535, double occupancy. There is, if you wait, uh, there's no guarantee that tickets are going to be available. As a matter of fact, it's my understanding that uh, they're, they're thinking about putting a deadline on this uh, as uh, to, to make sure that uh, folks that get in early get what they uh, get in by the deadline, get their, their berths. So it's cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, or you may regret it, cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231, we are explaining to you uh, what this Jared Lofner is really all about, at least in his own words. I mean, who better to explain Jared Lofner than Jared Lofner? And he even talks about himself in the third person. So uh, we're getting this from his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash classitup10. We shared one of his videos, a shorter one with you on Saturday night, and just sharing the remainder of this one here. It's just all crazy all throughout. I mean, almost all crazy, like 90% crazy. I went searching for this ADE uh, abbreviation that he uses at the um, As opposed to BCE. As opposed to, uh, yeah, BCE and then... uh, and and there is no ad. Okay, it's so not, he made that up. It's ce yeah, is the is the proper term. <laughs> so who knows what he what he means by that or what? Anyway, so I'm just going to continue this, and we'll get right back to your calls. So here's the remainder of his video. This is the video entitled "Introduction: Jared Lofner. And again, here's his music. Very nice. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Every United States military recruit. Now, he's been all over the place in this, by the way. He's touched on currency. He's touched on language. He's repeated himself many, many times. That's all he does. Every United States military recruit at MEPS in Phoenix is receiving one mini Bible before the tests. Jared Lofner is a United States military recruit at MEPS in Phoenix. Is that true? Did he ever actually join the military? Just curious. I mean, no if you, one said it. I mean, uh, maybe they want to outlaw military recruits. These people need to be watched. Well, no, I'm just curious as to whether or not that uh, that is true. If you have, if you happen to hear that, let us know. Anyway, therefore, Jared Lofner is receiving one mini Bible before the test. I'm just curious as to whether they let him in the military or not. Maybe they told him you're too crazy. You know, we we want people real bad, but we don't want you bad enough. I'm just just wonder how that went. Anyway, Jared Lofner is receiving one mini Bible before the tests. I didn't write a belief on my army application, and the recruiter wrote on the application. None. If the excuse me, the majority of citizens in the United States of America have never read the United States of America's Constitution. Probably a true statement. You don't have to accept their federal. Uh, you don't have to accept the Federalist laws. Nonetheless, read the United States of America's Constitution to apprehend, as opposed to comprehend, all of the current treasonous laws. You're literate, listener. He says that. He said that before. Listen he's very up. concerned with uh, gra- grammar as well, as you can tell. Oh, wait, no, his grammar is awful. No, he's nuts. If the property owners and government officials are no longer in ownership of their land and laws from a revolution, then the revolutionaries from the revolution are in control of the land and laws. The property owners and government officials are no longer in ownership of their land and laws from a revolution. Thus, the revolutionaries from the revolution are in control of the land and laws. Now, remember, he's very concerned about grammar. That's why he spelled revolutionaries, revolutionary apostrophe S. Ah, yes. Sorry, that's, that's wrong, Jared. Just, just to let you know. In conclusion, finally, reading the second United States Constitution, I can't trust the current government because of the ratifications. The government is implying mind control and brainwash on the people by controlling grammar. No! I won't pay debt with a currency that's not backed by gold and silver. No, I won't trust in God. What government, or what's government if words don't have meaning? 
And that's Jared Loeffner. Now, having currency backed by gold and silver is a fine idea. I'll agree with him on that point. Um, having good grammar is a fine idea. He doesn't seem to know anything about it. But the rest of it's all a bunch of rambling, jumbled nonsense. And we'd love to have your thoughts uh, either on The Shooter or Fred Phelps or anything you want to talk about. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Brian listening in Texas. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, listen, I, I, I know this, the, the shooting in Texas and Jared Loeffner has been an important co- uh, topic of conversation. And not to take anything away from that. But, like, yesterday at about 9.30, 10 o'clock uh, a.m., the Austin American Statesman and some local news stations here in Central Texas started reporting that they found a, a soldier dead at the memorial, um, at the uh, Iraq War Memorial in front of the 1st Cavalry Division headquarters in Fort Hood hmm. um, of, a, of an apparent gunshot wound. And just before, and just, I've just now Googled it again, and it's still only because of all the, you know, the heat of the, the shooting in, in Arizona, mm-hmm. there's, um, there's like two references to it. So what, what I'm getting at here is that this, this guy, he was a former soldier, and this is what the Austin American Statesman reports, is that he'd been out of the Army for about a year, and apparently shot himself on the memorial in on Fort Hood. Um, and no, no, nobody's reporting this. And what I guess what I'm getting at here is that to, to take, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I know everybody's all up in a bundle about the shooting in Arizona, and I don't want to take anything away from that. But, you know, war and imperialism... This policy that we've got is, you know, we're destroying more lives than just murdering innocent civilians in foreign countries. The well, the government is, certainly is doing those things. I mean, so what you're pointing exactly. out here is that uh, yeah, the Jared Loftner you're, you're pointing well, out that pointing the Jared Loftner story, story has overshadowed some other things that you consider uh, much more important, and that is the fact that the Army suicide rate, the military suicide rate, but the, I believe the Army specifically, is dramatically up. That this this yeah. is not the only soldier who has taken his life. Exactly, and you know, and so so this so so I see two references on Google right now to it, to to, to this story. If you just Google, you know, soldier dead at Fort Hood, you'll mm-hmm. see the exact same thing that I'm looking at. Um, and what what I'm getting at here is that you know how many other stories at ar- around the country like this are going unreported because. You know, the, obviously, I don't want to take anything away. This is an important subject that we've been talking about, about the Jared Loftner thing and whatever the hell his name is. Well, don't worry about and, it. It's Free Talk but, Live. You can bring up anything you want. So, yeah. It's no problem. So, what, 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 but what I'm saying is, is that our endless wars are destroying more lives than, I mean, it's worse than what we think. I mean, it's bad enough that we're murdering innocent civilians. Well, I with, haven't murdered anyone. With, with, Let's just with, make it clear. It's the U.S. government's well, military that's doing those things. And you're right. You know, it you're, is horrifying. Right. And, and certainly yeah, the U.S. It, military is doing far more worse things that are really crazy than Jared Loeffner. I mean, on a collective uh, basis, exactly. they've murdered far more people. Exactly. And so what I'm getting at here is that these, you know, these, these remote drone attacks and this 
expansion of the war into Pakistan and the continuation of the war in Iraq, and it's still going on. <laughs> I know you guys know that, but there's a lot of people who, who really seem to think that, oh, oh, no, we've pulled all of our troops out. It's still happening. And what I'm getting at here is that it's not just that we're murdering innocent civilians in foreign countries. We're the, not, the, but they are. The, Go ahead. No, no, no they are. You're right. right. You're right. Yeah, I understand your point. But that the hearts and the minds and the souls and the bodies of the young men who signed up oftentimes for what they thought were noble reasons, they may have been misinformed. Some of them signed up to get some college money. I mean, (laughs) there are different reasons. Yeah, but But only a handful of them are psychopaths. Those young Uh, young women's lives are being destroyed as well. Sure they are. They are coming to the point where they're starting to question, what am I doing? Absolutely. What have I done? What am I doing to get my paycheck? The question becomes, what what have I done? And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, and sometimes the realization of that is too much. And well, that's they can't not the it. only reason for suicide. No, it's not. Military. To answer your question about Loeffler's military pass, some sources are saying he was rejected for failing a drug, drug test. test. Right, so, so. I've heard. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Ryder. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Plenty of time for your thoughts on this. Bring up anything you want. Maybe a little bit more on military suicides when we come back in hour number three in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. How do we bring liberty into the forefront of entertainment? How about film festivals? How about Sundance Film Festival? Pledge today to moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com to help Silver Circle complete production by the Sundance Film Submission Deadline. Now's your chance to spread the message. Visit moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com through the month of January to pledge. Because Sundance needs liberty. Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. And Mark. Uh, once again, 800-259-9231. We continue here. We'll take your calls about anything, of course. But we had uh, Brian on the line in Texas at the very end of our last hour, for those of you just tuning in. And he brought up, uh, brought to our attention the story that just broke yesterday about a former soldier found dead at the Fort Hood Memorial Wall. He pointed out that it's barely getting any coverage in the news media, and he's right. If you look for uh, you know, Fort Hood soldier suicide, it, there's not much there. In fact, the Austin statesman doesn't have much to say about it. Uh, it's a quick three-paragraph story. Fort Hood officials are investigating the death of a former soldier who was found shot to death near the memorial wall of the Post-1st Cavalry Division at about 9.15 yesterday morning. The veteran's death is being investigated as a possible suicide. Officials have not released the former soldier's name pending notification of family, but an Army official said the veteran was a former member of the 1st Cavalry Division who left the Army last year. The 1st Cavalry Division's memorial wall, located near their headquarters, honors the 730 soldiers killed during the division's three deployments to Iraq. So presumably this, uh, this man took his own life in front of this, this memorial wall. 
And uh, Brian brings this up for uh, for he brought it up for a couple points. One that everybody's being distracted by Jared Lofner and they're not paying attention to other uh, other news media stories out there that may also be important. And two, this is an indicator. This is one example of a, a real problem when it comes to the U.S. military, and that is that the U.S. military members, I believe specifically the Army, correct me if I'm wrong on this, are taking their lives at a greater rate than. Is it all of history, or is it just re- the recent his- recent history? I'd, uh, I'd, the only st- statistics I had heard was that uh, suicides outrank, uh, outranked, uh, you know, on uh, battle deaths as the as to the reason for death of uh, of people in in the army. Do you think that's a that's a first? Do you think it's the first time something like it that seems has happened? Shocking to me. Certainly, it certainly does. So you've got people who are taking their lives in droves. But that's also it also kind of reveals or belies the the fact that there are some majorly messed up people out there as a result of what they've experienced in these uh, theaters of war in this in Iraq, in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places that the U.S. military sends these folks. They're so messed up in the head that they are taking their own lives. But how many of them are just messed up? enough to where they're not going to take their own lives like if thousands are taking their own lives if, if thousands of u.s military members are are so go- far gone and so detached from uh, from reality that they're c- committing suicide or they believe you know it's just they're so uh, they're, they're so obsessed with the thoughts about what they experience they can't get it out of their heads who knows what their reasons are how many more of them? Is it five times the amount? How many more of them are being treated for psychological problems, permanent trauma, PTSD? What kind of lifelong psychological issues will these lots people and have? Lots of them. Is the and answer. how many of them are there? Because we lots know how many are killing themselves, but we don't know how many of them are going to bed with nightmares and I are could, waking up in cold sweats. I and can't are, imagine too many people that go into battle. Like in real battle, I'm talking about you know stinking, bloody bodies of men, women, and children, um, and you know not just you know perhaps seeing, seeing it from a distance or something like that. The people that were scooping potatoes, mm-hmm. ironing clothes, and delivering the mail for the army, um, even if they were in the green zone or whatever. And and I, I understand those people had their jobs to do, whatever. But I'm talking about infantry in battle zones. I can't imagine any of them walk out. Uh, too many of them walk out without some kind of uh, mental issues. I mean this this. That, that's horrifying stuff. Yeah. So I think that's the other part that's important to point out about this. This soldier that killed himself is just an indicator of a much, much wider problem. And I, I'm glad that Brian brought it up tonight. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, um, you know, it draws me my mind back to this uh, the soldier that was talking about, um, you know, what the, these drop weapons that they had, which is, uh, you know, an infantry uh, soldier in Iraq was talking about. I think he was a Marine, actually, um, was saying that they had the, they kept weapons. They actually had weapons for the soldiers basically to take um, with them. Their commanding officers had these weapons. They didn't really entirely say it, but. They get it from their NCOs and stuff that take these weapons. If you, you know, have a situation, you just need to put a AK-47 on somebody, then, you know, do that. So they had these what they call drop weapons. They dropped them on somebody that they killed accidentally. They mm-hmm. thought was a bad guy. who wasn't a bad guy. Whatever. Cops do that, too. Yeah, It, it happens. Um, and they, you know, they drop this on them and, you know, the problem's taken care of. He also was telling a situation where he was uh, trying to get a nine-year-old boy to safety. Uh, had his intestines blown out oh. or something like that. And the commanding officer's like, leave him, leave him. Mm. Um, you know, just telling him not to worry about it. And I, 
I get in that the heat of the moment that your your soldier's more valuable than a civilian. I understand where he's coming from on that one, but it's you know hopefully this is the way that some of our soldiers are acting. Um, you know, and just these situations. Another another soldier is a different one on this uh, this panel that I was watching was talking about his uh, commanding officer, which was uh, you know would congratulate everyone on their first confirmed kill. Oh, jeez. And then he also offered a, um, I think it was a weekend or week-long furlough uh, to the first soldier to kill somebody with a bayonet or battle knife. So wow, they, that's sick. The first knife de- killing. Wow. Well, of course, that's what they're trained for. They're yeah, trained yeah. to go kill as many as possible. Yep. And that's yep. where you get your badges and your achievements, I suppose. It's just that's that, again, that suggestion really shows the sadistic mentality of some of these people, that the absolute psychop- uh, psychopathy, if you will. And the problem is, is that uh, we have this apparatus called the military, which was, you know, it's it was designed to battle other people in uniforms. And that mm-hmm. really doesn't happen anymore. Um, it hasn't happened in decades. It, well, no, it, it happened at the beginning of the Second Iraq War, and it didn't last very long. Not very long, no. So what you have is the situation where these, uh, you know, you're, you're using them as a police force. Mm-hmm. When you're sending them among civilians and they're fighting people who look like civilians, that's a policing situation because somebody has to make a decision as to whether this is a good guy or a bad guy. It didn't work very well the last time the Soviet Union was in Afghanistan. And it's, it's not going to work very well this time either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what I, I, I don't know what it's what is the what are we there at Afghanistan for? Is well, what we're not, is. but the uh, Indeed, U.S. military not. is. The U.S. What is the what am are are the tax paying dollars of U.S. citizens going to do in Afghanistan? What's the purpose? I don't. Is there oil in Afghanistan? No. They're, they're, they said something about pipeline. They've said stuff about rare earth uh, uh, metal minerals. There's the heroin. Yeah, that's there. Certainly, lots of opium. Lots of uh, opiates, rather, op- or poppies being grown. But, so some would suggest they're there to protect protect that. Uh, but others would, would point out that it's really just all about expanding the military-industrial complex and giving them reasons to blow up bombs and sh- fire bullets so they can order more. Well, and they can you know order more tanks and, and uh, body armor and, and stuff like forget, that. don't forget, the United States government is running in a deficit at this point. I mean, they've always been um, there was a there was except the Clinton years. There was there was one year in the Clinton administration that it didn't occur. But um, so that means that they're not actually they're not just spending this money. They're borrowing this money to Mm -hmm. have this 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 war. So and, you know, there's so much debt. It's not even it's not even this generation that's paying for it. So when when you say, yeah, raw, let's go out there and kill us some Arabs. um, Well, Wait a second. You're you're making a decision for your grandchild or your child to have to pay this debt off. It's not even your money you're spending. You you can wave the flag all you want. You're a stinking thief. Doesn't Let's- matter. Doesn't matter because they don't agree with us. So we have to we have to fix that. Bring democracy. Right. <laughs> Whatever bring democracy means. Yeah. I'm sure they really want democracy when their kids <laughs> lying in a broken puddle in front of them. Mm. Oh, but, yeah, give me some more of that freaking democracy. Yeah, the we one can that vote. blows up my children. I love that democracy. 1-800-259. sick hawks. People that just want to kill people. It's 800-259-9231. Man, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. But maybe they'll get some more money now because there are new tax laws that have been put in effect. We'll tell you about that in a little bit. Rich is on the line uh, in Montana. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, uh, I need to ask Mark a question if I heard him right at the Go beginning of your show. Yep. How, how, how do you come up with Mein Kampf being far right wing 
that good question. Far right wing. Well, let's talk a little bit about it. Far left wing. I don't know. Hang on a moment. Uh, I mean, Hitler was essentially a socialist. So no, he wasn't. Hitler took over the National Socialist Party. That doesn't make him a a socialist. Okay. Well, more coming up here. If I call myself a socialist, I'd expect to be a socialist. More coming up. You can take control. Call myself a butterfly. Eight puts me in control of the world. Two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. We invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam, and you can watch it for free. Go to cam.freetalklive.com and see it for yourself. Also, the chat room built into the same page. So you can watch, you can listen, you can chat all at the same time. If you'd like, go to cam.freetalklive.com. Do it for free. And thanks to Memory Dealers for making it possible. Yeah, Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship, the overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number as we continue here. Rich is on the line in Montana. Rich, you brought, uh, you brought up a question regarding something that Mark suggested uh, in the last hour. We were talking about the crazed shooter, Jared Lofner, and what his political beliefs, if they can be identified, what they might be. Because it's hard to identify right. anything. This guy is totally nuts. We read some excerpts of some of his writings uh, to prove that. And uh, so I had said that, well, the, he's got books that are very far left in his uh, – or at least one book that's very far left in his, his reading list, his recommended reading list, and that was the, the Communist Manifesto. And then, Mark, you made the statement that he also has Mein Kampf, and so therefore that's far right. And Rich was asking, what's your justification for that statement, Mark? Well, first, Rich, I'd, uh, I'd ask you, uh, do, you have a, do you have a horse Am I in the air? What's yep, that? you're right here. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Just wanted to get Mark's answer, though, before you... Do you have a no, horse? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Do go you ahead. Have a horse? He's got to explain this one to me. Do you have a horse in this race? I mean, do you do you have a preference of right versus left? Well, well yeah, I would consider myself uh, free, a member of the freedom-loving uh, right, yeah. Okay. Um, I I don't consider the right to be freedom loving. Um, I haven't. I don't see any evidence of that. Uh, you know, nor the left in this nation's history. Nor the left. Um, I, so I mean, I I don't really have a horse in this race. I consider the both the right and the left to be two sides of the same tyrannical coin. And uh, so you know, I don't. I would really probably care. consider myself to be a constitutionalist, if anything. Okay. So um, f- fine. I mean, you know, that, that that's fine. I I don't. I know really, it's fine. Yeah, you're right. So can you explain yourself, Mark, as to why you would make that statement about Mein Kampf? uh, Yeah, sure. I'd say that, uh, you know, most of the uh, people that would uh, consider that uh, Mein Kampf is a a book based on sort of bigoted ideologies, ideologies of, of hate for particular races and things like that. Full disclosure, I haven't read the thing and have no intention of going through it. I hear it's poorly written. I've read excerpts, and that's all I really know about it. Um, no, it, I would. I haven't read it either, but how I would describe uh, what, what you just said about uh, the, the hatred, I, that comes out of the left wing of this country. See, I knew you were going to go there, that the lefties... Well, the how lefties did you know that, Mark? Explain to me how you knew that. Okay, 
well, because you're going to say that uh, that uh, the KKK uh, is uh, you know just a small percentage of the amount of people that are bigots in this country. That in fact, it's uh, all the people on the left, uh, you know, the left side of the paradigm that want to give welfare to uh, uh, you know ethnic oh, disadvantages. No, I wasn't going to say welfare. Okay. All right. Um, so. Here's the reason. A, uh, my my opinion is that the KKK is uh, you know a group of people that are probably the most overtly racist people in the United States. Those people, I'll bet you, largely vote Republican and would consider themselves to be right wingers. And so, therefore, I would consider an overtly book, uh, overtly racist book like Mein Kampf to be a uh, right wing document. No way. And, and we we can't agree. Adolf Hitler wrote Mein Kampf, right? We're we're not agreeing that, or we ca- are agreeing that. We can agree on that, right? I wouldn't know, but I mean that's my assumption. Well, let's say history says he wrote it. Then. Okay, yeah, I'm fine by that. Uh, he, he represented things like uh, one of the first things he did when he took power was institute gun control, total and complete uh, disarmament of the civilian population. It, the way I see it in this country, that's what the left wants to do constantly. He was a big promoter of, say, abortion. What you That's one of the main tenements of the left. You have to believe that for religion if you're going to be part of that crowd. Uh, he was a big-time environmentalist. I, I mean, the wacko environmentalists are totally destroying this country. I couldn't tell you what he thought on abortion or environmental issues, and I was well, only I like un- the under the impression that he disarmed. I can't, I can't, dig- I can't dictate to you, Mark, exactly where I read that at. I do a lot of reading, a lot okay. of various sources. I like clean but, air and but, clean but, water, but do but that doesn't hi- make me a leftist. Do a little history, because that is one of the most ignorant statements I've ever heard. Well, where you describe that's like describing Mao and Stalin. Is he? What do you describe them as? Humanitarians? I call them leftists. But you know, the, I, but the I see left Mars- and the right will use guns to get what they want, dude. I mean, you're aware of that. Like there, there's nothing really good about the right in this nation. I, I haven't seen anything good that they do. We who, had who the, the Republicans the in right office will... from 2000 to 2006, on, and we got on, a man. growth in government. Who, they're just liars, dude. Who on the dude. right will use guns to get what they want? Are you kidding? All of them. I'm, I've been around guns all my life, and I've never used a gun. Oh, you're not a politician. You're not a politician. Board? You're not a politician. You're just one of these people. That thinks that they're good guys. Um, no, I mean they'll send guys with guns. They'll usually have badges or uh, green fatigues on in order to get what they want. Don't you agree with that, Rich? Rich, that behind every single government program, whether it's created by the left or the right, that uh, that they're all well, supported think, by violence. Hey, hey, Ian, I think the definition of government is evil. Okay. Well, that, on that much, I think I don't know agree. that you're a righty because most righties would not agree with that statement. Yeah, righties like, like I told government. you, I'm more of a. I, I don't play the left-right paradigm. I'm sick of that. Sound crap. Like you, you, you sound like a, you do. I'm glad you don't because it sounded like you picked a side earlier. No, I believe in my my personal freedom. Okay, good for you. I want the government the hell out of my life. And in mind, Kampf and Hitler. And what about was what? anything other than out of people's okay, life? Okay, so that's good and that you want it out of your life. Just, that describes the left in this country. Just a point of information, just to make sure. Uh, so if you want it out of your life, how do you feel about the war in Iraq and Afghanistan? Uh, uh, well, I'm wondering now what the hell we're doing there. Okay, okay. So, But you would have supported You want to know how place? I voted in the last two elections? No, I voted I for George Bush twice. Hmm. 
All right. Well, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. didn't run the last election. But he was pointing out that he voted for George Bush twice, so. I certainly uh, was, uh, you know, the first time around, I was I, I was pretty thoroughly fooled. The second time I was, you know, I, I, I couldn't vote and I endorsed Michael Badnarik. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're for personal freedom, then uh, why would you vote for George Bush a second time? Would you not have noticed the decimation of uh, various freedoms throughout the first four years? <laughs> they, they, the Swift Boat campaign of Kerry was pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, they, they, they made Kerry seem like a scary guy. Uh, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free But line. I don't think the way you vote for president even really indicates your politics, because I think it's such a um, it, it's such a useless vote anyway. I think that, you know, it's it, it's really the policymakers on the state level that matter. So, uh, so I don't know, is Loeffner a lefty or a righty? I don't think there's even an answer to that question. I, think I don't know. It seems like, a, uh, it's, it seems like uh, the caller was uh, shaving that, uh, that, that point pretty thin. But maybe I'm wrong, you know. Whatever. One. I, I wouldn't feel bad if uh, if, if somebody finally decided that Hitler was a lefty, but I think that that's, uh, you know, most people would describe him as a righty. I'm curious about that. 800-259-9231. It really doesn't matter to me, right? It because matter to me what matters either. to me is whether or not people want to use force on others, and Hitler certainly was in favor of that, as was as is George Bush and Barack Obama and all the other politicians calling themselves left or right. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the various features that we have there completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. By the way, those features include the bulletin board system, the wiki. Those are a couple different ways for you to get interactive with the website, interact with other listeners, and also create the content for the uh, the pages via the wiki. Go to uh, bbs.freetalklive.com for the BBS and wiki.freetalklive.com for the wiki. And don't forget to go to freestateproject.org. If you love freedom and you are beyond the right-left paradigm, you understand that in order to have liberty in your lifetime, you have to allow other people to have it too. Uh, to get that uh, to to not aggress uh, is a very important factor and that we need to to achieve a society in which uh, aggression is at the very least minimized and hopefully eliminated entirely from uh, from human relationships go to freestateproject.org if you love the ideas of freedom and you're willing to do something about it that is make the move to new hampshire and get together with other like-minded liberty-oriented people hundreds of them have already made the move and Thousands more are pledged to do so. Over 10,600 participants at this time are in the Free State Project. And uh, Ryder is here with us tonight, who is actually a New Hampshire native, if Correct. I'm not mistaken. Now, uh, you've, you've for the been, most part. Right. You've been here for your pretty much your whole life, and uh, you've kind of been sitting and, and – well, not sitting because you've been very active. But you've been watching this, uh, this movement grow over the last several years, and uh, has it been a positive experience for you in general? Oh, definitely. It came at an interesting point in my life. Uh, I just graduated high school, and so a lot of my friends were moving away, and uh, I was looking for new opportunities, I guess, and – I stumbled upon the show and the movement and got involved and have liked a lot of the people that I've met through it. 
Some not so much because there's a group of you know any in any group of people there's going to be some jerks uh, out there. But the good news is the people that are dislikable do tend to leave. But don't that's going to happen if I go to college. That's going to happen Absolutely. if I go to a job and make friends with coworkers. It's going to happen no matter what. So this is uh, it's been a great experience and it's great to be able to have a pool of people I can talk to if I need to go to a trial for something. I have a list of people I can call and say, do you, do you have an afternoon to come with me? Uh, to Vermont for a speeding ticket or something like that. Not only have you uh, been involved, in, and by the way, some of the interesting things that has have happened as a result of the Free State Project, and as I mentioned, the hundreds of people moving here uh, from all across the country, in some cases around the world, uh, the, one of the interesting things is it has kind of injected some excitement into the the scene, the activism scene here, and, and people who previously had not been active that had lived here prior to the Free State Project, like yourself or some of the other uh, local uh, activists in the area, they weren't doing much before the Free State Project, and then they kind of got activated, if you will, and became, you know, came out and started doing things. You've run for city council. Uh, I believe you're probably going to run again for city council, but I don't want to put words in your we'll mouth. We'll see about that. <laughs> and you've done courtroom activism as well. And you actually just shared a story on, I think, your Facebook recently about an intern asking you a question at work. Yeah, what was that all about? I, I walked into an intern, the intern cubicle this week. We had someone new start at work, and the person says, well, hey, you look familiar. And I said, well, I've grown up in the area, and I went to Keene High School, so maybe that's why we ran into each other one time. He said, no, uh, were you on YouTube? I think I saw you fighting a speeding ticket. <laughs> so I don't know where the – I didn't go off and find out where the guy found the YouTube. Yeah. But it would have been Dave Ridley's video of me uh, in one of my first ever courtroom appearances in Keene fighting a speeding ticket. So that was pretty interesting that someone had recognized me from that. Yeah, and I am curious as to where he would have seen that. And it's, it's also interesting that you know different types of people are going to find you in different ways. So some people, maybe the older crowd in Keene, is where we're doing the show from, Keene, New Hampshire, maybe the older crowd is going to be more familiar with you because of your political run, whereas I presume this is a younger person interning, right. uh, that uh, this person found Nick through the, the YouTube video of him going to court. So kind of interesting, the, the different activism likely to attract uh, different types of people and as we continue on here more and more local folks are getting interested uh there's a a a new lady that's uh, a local that's that's come into the movement and she's very excited about getting out there and marketing the ideas of freedom and and the activism here and it's just great the more uh, the more we do the more can be done the more people move here the more exciting the opportunities become and the more things become possible so join the fun over at freestateproject.org as we go you mentioned dave ridley he's actually on the line with us dave in new hampshire you're on free talk live Oh, hey, gentlemen. Hey, Dave. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, I'm uh, taking a slightly new, or at least you could say I'm experimenting with a new direction for uh, the Ridley Report. Okay, Ridley Report is your uh, video blog, basically, where you are essentially, uh, that's also a news product uh, for the most part, where you are basically uh, going around to different portions of New Hampshire, different activism, you're recording video, you're narrating it, you're putting it online, and you do it in a, in a way that makes it so you can have a really quick turnaround. Very very little editing is required on your part, and uh, and you've been doing it for a long time now, and actually it's a really effective way to bring people into this movement because a lot of folks are, are seeing those videos on online and they're coming here and they're saying i heard about this through dave ridley yeah i've heard about people uh, across the nation uh, watching these things and i i'm subscribed i think they're awesome so what are you doing we're trying to do something that's sort of going off mission now a little bit i'm uh, doing more complex videos and still airing them one a day but i've tried doing a few that really take a lot of time uh and what i've done is it's sort of like i'm re i'm, I'm digging up like old newsreels edward r murrow especially uh, anything about communism and i'm just re-editing it 
with the, all the old audio, but I just use pictures from modern America. Yeah, I posted one of those up over at freekeen.com a few days ago. If people want to get quick access to one of them. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. It's an interesting project. Yeah, it seems like they've gotten a little better as I've done. I've done basically four of them, but they take a great deal of time. So I have decided that I will I'll continue doing them if somebody wants to promote them effectively and get them more hits, or if somebody wants to specifically sponsor them. Mm-hmm. That makes but sense. I'm more proud of these than any of the others that I've done. I mean, there's just something magical about that old sound and the old some of the old video that I still leave in there. Mm. Uh, the old well, I liked it, but I always find the the actual news reporting more interesting. Would you say that things are slowing a little bit because of the winter time, and you just don't have as much news to focus on? I'm swamped with stuff to cover right now, but I wasn't swamped two weeks ago when I started doing this. Gotcha. I love to see I Edward R. Murrow. About two weeks ago. I'd love to see Edward R. Murrow there with his uh, kind of lopsided ears and a cigarette in his hand. Um, I think that it just uh, it just shows how, in the course of a half a century, people's uh, tastes have just entirely switched around here in the United States. <laughs> well, he's I think he's pretty timeless. Um, he knew what he was doing, and I think he was right about most of the things that you would want to be right about, and you know historically. And the thing, the, the complaints that he has about the Soviet Union were very valid then, and they're very valid now against the United States government. Yes, I'd agree with you. So people can go to RidleyReport.com. They can see what you've been up to and subscribe. It's a YouTube channel, so it's easy to hit the subscribe button up there. And uh, Dave, what else do you want to focus but, on tonight? Before you go on, uh, Dave, uh, don't you get some kind of benefit to people being subscribers rather than just going and looking your, at your videos? Uh, if someone becomes a subscriber, I guess they're just more likely to see the videos later. They, they, the videos get brought to their attention, and it may increase the number of it may increase my rankings on YouTube in some form or fashion. Okay, yeah, it is. It's important to subscribe. I mean, if you see a YouTube channel that you like, it's it's always a good idea to subscribe to it. Uh, so, Dave, anything yeah. else you want to share with our audience tonight? Uh, I should be able to think of something, but I can't. Thanks for the call. I appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. RidleyReport.com. Uh, Dave Ridley, a great guy. An early mover for the Free State Project, who has been one of the most active and I, th- I would say most most visible personalities of. Uh, I'll tell you, media's uh, as far as I'm concerned, some of the best ways to to get active here in the New, New Hampshire um, to be convincing to other people. Let's continue with your calls. West Valley Ross in Arizona on the amp lines. Hello, Ross. Hey, uh, hey guys. Um, just wanted to uh, comment on uh, listening to your podcast from a couple of days ago. You were talking about the driver's licenses. Yes, sir. And and uh, yet uh, two months ago, I, I moved from my apartment to my house across town here in Phoenix. And the funny thing is, is uh, all I had to do was go online and update my driver's license, and they sent me a new one. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, I mean, they had my picture on record, they had my little photo signature and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, they just sent me a new one in the mail for four bucks. And so I thought, I thought sweet, I got now I have a. Uh, uh, a dummy driver's license that I could use when I go to bars or rent bowling shoes or, I don't know, whenever it gets out of my sight. That's know? excellent news. And uh, let's see, that's in Arizona? Yeah, in Phoenix. Oh, and of course, the SB 1070, that's a bonus. What's that? Uh, all that stuff. Um, anyway, just showing how illegitimate and ridiculous it all is. It absolutely is. And I thank you for the call tonight, Ross, at 800-259-9231. In fact, I've got a little something about the driver's license that he brought since he brought that up. Come back with more on that. Take your calls as well. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Live, you can bring up anything you want, just dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Ryder and Mark. And don't forget to join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We do give you the features. Uh, they're on the site completely free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, just shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. It's Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer, dozens of categories, a whole bunch of items, pretty much everything you could imagine. They probably sell it. You can go and get your shopping done, even buy used if you want to. Get free, super safer shipping on a whole lot of their uh, products, their brand-new products. At Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and Free Talk Live benefits when you shop through that link. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Totasac, it's the one-trip wonder for hauling goods from your vehicle to your home. It is a retail grocery bag carrier that is made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. And you will not believe how much your life is uh, made easier by having a Totasac. It makes uh, taking the groceries, whether from the store to the car, from the car to the house, or wherever you need to carry uh, grocery bags, um, whether it's the plastic ones or the recyclable cloth ones or whatever, reusable cloth ones. Makes it a heck of a lot easier. Totasac. Get a family pack today. T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot U-S. Totasac. All right. So we had uh, West Valley Ross call up a moment ago to point out that he was easily able to acquire a brand new driver's license simply by going online, changing his address. Paid $4. They sent him a whole new license. Now, somebody had uh, brought up the point, and I don't remember who it was, but it was on the show a few nights back when we were talking about uh, driver's licenses and, and the reason why they have expiration dates. And the purported reason was to make it so there weren't duplicates out there. I believe this was on the air, and if not, it was off the air. Yeah. The purported reason was so that, uh, therefore, the people will know that, uh, that there's only there should only be one that should be current, and therefore the other one's useless because it's expired to for the the purpose writer you're shaking your head well uh, what i'm going to say is say you go to the dmv i lost my license what are they what are they going to do they're not going to say you can't have another one until that one would have expired in 2013 that's a great point it's a totally flimsy one. yeah it's a totally flimsy reason uh, and i yeah I, th- I think you can easily get two or three licenses uh in new hampshire it'll probably be fifty dollars not four dollars but so I can see why they want to update the information, like just to make sure you're still at the same address you had. Although they've got some, you know, they have a law that says that you've got to update it in, you know, the first ten days or something like that. If not, you get a ticket. So you think that would take care of it, but it clearly it doesn't. I mean, I I can tell you I've gone many months and months with the the wrong address on my driver's license, and, and like the fact that I do that. Sure. Well, it's only illegal once you admit to it. Yeah. Well, I recently updated my address and recently in the last year or so in New Hampshire, and I went to City Hall and said, I need to update my address and my license. They typed into the computer the new address, and they said, it's updated. 
And I said, well, do I need a new license? And they said, no, just keep your card and it's updated in the system. So oh, really? Th- different states are entirely different. I can yeah. tell you Florida would have given you a new... Uh, you would have waited a very long time to get your driver's license in Florida. You didn't. I, I, know, what, I know where you went, and it's uh, relative, the, sh- the lines are relatively short there. Um, but I've been told lies there. I don't like those folks very much. Mm. But um, they, um, the, the lines are relatively short in Florida. You would have waited a very long line to get a new driver's license. All right. So there's more about driver's licenses here. Uh, somebody, I think it was actually Rich Angel that linked me over to this. Rich is the guy that was arrested uh, just about a week ago for driving without a license here in Keene. And he's one of the activists that moved up here as part of the Free State Project from Montana, where he did a lot of study on the idea of freedom to travel, the idea that you don't need to beg government's permission in order to be able to operate a car to go from point A to point B. And so he he linked me to this over at the American Spectator, which is not a place I would expect to find something like this. It's typically a conservative uh, news magazine. But nonetheless, Eric Peters writes, why do we even bother with driver's licenses at all? There's certainly not a measure of even minimal competence as a driver, You take a written and now digital test that Forrest Gump could pass, along with maybe a cursory road test that takes place in the parking lot of the DMV. And this is all done when, you know, years and years ago. (laughs) Yeah, this is what happened to me. A 12-year-old could pass these tests. More to the point, adults far less competent than the average 12-year-old routinely pass these tests. They have a driver's license, all right, but calling them drivers is generous. The sale fawn added a smooth, smoothie doing 80 in a, I don't know what that means. Sale fawn addled smoothie. Do you know what that means? No. Smoothie? What's a smoothie? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, anyway, doing 80 in a snowstorm, Buick in the left lane, refusing to move right, double yellow crossing, half blind, inattentive, taco eating marginality of the average driver Americanus is known the world over. So, Why do we bother with them at all? Because in the U.S., a driver's license is really an ID card, a sort of internal passport that we're all compelled to carry. Well, it's also something that they can take away if you don't pay their fines. You know, they have these fines for, you know, disobeying their little rules or mm-hmm. whatever. And if you don't pay, then they can take away your, uh, you know, your right to drive. And that'll get you in more trouble. If you decide to. It doesn't have really anything to do with the competence of your driving. It has more to do with uh, control of your driving. And he says you'll have to produce them upon demand. It has very little to do with driving and much to do with hurting us like the cattle we become. And he's right about that as a general statement that in more places, more governments are becoming expecting towards people to hand over their papers upon demand. Now, whether it's legal or not at this point is, I think, in, in question. In a lot of places, it's entirely legal, as I understand it, and I'm not a lawyer. But in a lot of places, it's entirely legal for people who are, say, the passenger in a car to not have ID. It's not their responsibility to have ID on them. But yet the police will demand it. They will ask for it. Oh, they'll ask for it because they love running their ID checks. Absolutely. They want to find somebody with a warrant or, or whatever. Uh, but also, if you're on the street, you don't have to have identification. However, tell that to the cops in Philadelphia, where over 200,000 people were stopped in just a year's time alone, stopped and frisked. And you better believe those people are having their, de- their ID demanded of them while as walking? well. walking? Yeah, while walking on the street. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah, there's this huge stop and frisk campaign. Where they're just shaking down people because they don't like the way they look because they're black or Hispanic or something like that or poor. And, uh, and it, it's just it's policy. It's police policy. 
So, of course, they're catching a bunch of drug users, etc. But you know they're demanding people's IDs as well. Now, whether they can charge them with something if they don't have an ID, that's another question. Maybe they've tried that in some places, but that's thing, the direction things are moving toward. More checkpoints, more demands for papers. Anyway, he goes on to say, do I go too far? Well, see how far you can go without a driver's license, even if you never get behind the wheel of a car. Banks want to see your driver's license before they'll open an account, which you need to cash your check from your employer, who won't hire you unless you produce a government-issued internal passport, which you also can't board an airplane without and do many other things besides. They have these uh, things called state IDs, too. That's that, true. Um, essentially look like driver's licenses, but... Without you know, the driver's permit. Yeah, you're not permitted to drive. All of which, but that's still makes his point it's an id it's an id card all of which uh, have exactly zilch to do with operating a motor vehicle of course it was the germans who invented the driver's license he says stifle the pc outrage your angry correspondent is ethnically uh, volkdeutsch as sauerkraut so he's he's a german apparently uh, the first one was issued to Carl Benz for his motor wagon in 1888. And like so many other not-so-great ideas from the fatherland, it migrated to the homeland not too many years later. The Germans have a DNA-encoded fetish for controlling things, including other humans. Again, stifle the PC outrage. I understand the German mindset because I grew up within it and am plagued by it myself. It takes an everyday act of will to remind myself that other people are not my playthings and that they have as much right to do as they please, provided they're not harming anyone, of course, as I do. Anyhow, we now have to carry around these infernal internal passports that have nothing to do with driving ability in order for the authorities, government and corporate, to be able to identify, record, and process us. Like the Fourth Amendment and other former freedoms that we've surrendered over the years, the freedom to travel thus no longer exists in this country. Even if you're on foot, you can expect trouble if you cross paths with a representative of the Scheisse Polizzi, or the Scheia Heitzpolizzi, who for no reason or for any reason demands you show me some ID and you don't happen to have any. Doesn't matter that you're just walking to the store or whatever and haven't done a thing to warrant suspicion of criminal conduct, the old standard which has long since been thrown in the woods. Yes, I know that technically in some states the law still says that uh, the the, uh, the law still says that they have to have some sort of articulable probable cause. See how much that helps when the SD man is tasering you, or worse, for resisting or whatever he'll say that you were doing. In fact, in the real world, possessing an ID, a driver's license, is a functional necessity, not simply to transact day-to-day business, but to avoid becoming the star player in the next YouTube video episode of Don't Tase Me, Bro. It's weird. Almost none of us question the idea, the basic idea, of being made to carry a driver's license slash ID card. Even as many of us have lately erupted in anger, and rightly so, over the TSA's creepy and degrading low-rent porno scan and feels. Well, maybe we ought to. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and I happen to agree with that, and that's why I fully support the people that engage in the right-to-travel activism, where they, they decide they're going to travel with or without the government's permission. More coming up. You take control. Hour number three is next. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, This cruise isn't just a convention on the water, it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have on the site for free. Main feature allows you to control the content. You go and uh, add something to the site, and then others vote on whether they like or dislike it. So maybe it's a news article that you want to share, or perhaps a YouTube video, or maybe you want to share a blog post. Whatever you find online, you can just submit it there to the site, and then it gets voted up or down. The most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Also, coming up tonight, your chance to win a two-pack of the TOTA sack. So stay tuned for that opportunity. Uh, 800-259-9231 is our number. We continue here uh, to the phones and the fun. Uh, Kurt is in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hello, Kurt. Hi, how you guys doing tonight? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I've been hearing um, advice uh, on, on your show that for the impending financial collapse that people should clear their debts. I don't um, know if that's I, Mark's advice. I tend, I tend to think that clearing your debt is a, is a good advice no matter what, what the financial situation is. Mark, what well, would your advice counter, be? As counterintuitive as it seems, it seems to me that you'd want to run up as much debt as you can if you feel that there's going to be hyperinflation because you'll be able to spend that money at today's rates and pay it back at an overly inflated rate. Presuming your rate is locked in, Mark, is that what your advice has been in the past? It sounds familiar to me. Right. Well, I, I think that, of course, you'd want to run up, if, if that's the case, if that's what you think, that uh, a fixed rate um, you know, mortgage or something would be something that you wouldn't want to pay down in a circumstance like that. You'd want as much fixed rate debt as you could get. But Kurt's point, if you're in a hyperinflation situation, is, is that the uh, credit companies could never get uh, ahead with, uh, you know, they, they never have an opportunity to get ahead. So you'd always be able to, uh, um, you know, spend at a, a, you know, spend at a higher value than they'd be able to charge you at. Uh, with with the laws remaining as the way they are, if they couldn't go above, I don't know, twenty five percent or whatever the U.S. Uh, cap is, I don't get anywhere near those numbers, so I don't know what they are. While logically right, I'm not sure you'd want to go take that risk, running up a bunch of debt that you might not be able to get rid of if hyperinflation doesn't happen. On the other then hand, you're stuck with a bunch of debt. On the other hand, is it morally right to try to screw a creditor? Out of out of money in an inflation situation. Well, if you're if you're if you're paying it back at a higher inflated rate, then you're not screwing them. You're giving them the number of dollars that they require. It's just that those dollars are worth less. I see where right? where riders so coming from go, on if this. If you though. go and buy a whole bunch of gold, and gold starts going up, and you need to sell a little bit of gold every every month to make that payment. If by the time you finish making that payment, you still have three quarters of your gold left, have you screwed everybody? I, I see where Ryder's coming from, but I think that uh, you're, you're incorrect, Ryder, in the, uh, on the point that these creditors are able to create this money from thin air. This is one of the things that they are – this is one of the perks of working within the Federal Reserve System is that they're basically able – the debt that is created when you get a home loan is essentially created based on your signature, that, that uh, it didn't actually exist in the first place. They're creating debt in your name, and then when you pay it back, that debt disappears, which is why some people are saying – that it's not actually an inflationary situation today, that it's actually deflationary. And there, there are people that will ad- agree and disagree on that coming from the same uh, school of economics as we've had of that discussion on this, pro- this very program. Um, so because the creditor is able to essentially create money, then it's not really screwing them because then if they're getting paid that number of dollars back, 
they're paying that debt back and or they're they're erasing that debt from existence and so therefore that money is gone at that point does I, that make sense yeah I, su- I suppose so i see where you're coming from yeah if they were and if they were actually loaning real money then that wouldn't be possible in the first place and so that there would be no way to screw them if they were say loaning gold or silver or something like that where they actually actually had to have something in the first place in order to uh, to create the loan so I think I think we're seeing a lot of a lot of uh, inflation, but I think to think that's that keeping the inflation in check is the deflation caused by the 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 home sales that are or the home uh, loans that are going bad. And so, I mean, are you suggesting that people do this? Because I think it sounds like a really bad idea. And like Ryder said, I agree with Ryder that it's a total risk. I mean, to go out there and you know load up your credit cards and get get a couple it extra home count, loans it or whatever. Counterintuitive. Well, I, I hold on. Um, I I don't think anyone here suggested you buy a boat and flat screen TVs with this money. One would assume if you're going to go out and get these loans that you're going to put it into gold and silver and uh, things like that. You want right? to get a loan or and some, buy gold and some silver? type of hard asset you could make a living with. Like I'm I'm purchasing a lot of PA equipment and musical equipment because. Again, as counterintuitive as it sounds, when the economy goes sour, the entertainment industry goes crazy. Okay, so uh, what if you – so let me see if I've got this straight. You're saying that if you believe that hyperinflation is going to occur, and there's no reason to think it's going to occur anytime soon, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Who knows? Well, the quantitative easing is enough, is enough uh, uh, evidence for me. I mean, they keep throwing. They threw two trillion dollars two years ago. Six hundred billion just so, this time. So you've gone so out and gotten like loans to buy audio equipment for your business? I, I, no, well, no. I've been I've been taking I've been taking my you know my paycheck actually. Oh well, that's luckily, that's completely my, my different. Where the well, that's com- not completely really different. Yeah, it is completely no, it's different. Not. It's not completely. Wait different. a minute, you're it's ta- money, and all money costs something. Okay, and this is what you don't like to look at. You think that the money in you ha- in your hand doesn't cost anything, but it does. There is a, a lack of interest that you're getting by not putting it in certain areas. All money costs something all the time. So taking a loan out costs something. Having money and stuffed under your Bed costs something. Money costs. Yeah, loans cost more. Uh, fine, Mister. Uh, you know, miser. If you think you can make more money by putting it in gold and silver, then that's what you should do. You'll either be right or you'll be wrong. I and if you're wrong, you're in debt. Right. If you're wrong, you're in debt. And I don't Indeed, know about you, but I, I don't know. want to be in you debt. You hate debt. I like. Yeah, I got. I, don't like it. It. I got. You I think that's debt. very. That's useful if it's being used to create something and it's right. used to invest create wealth through and, buying, you know, precious metals. I'm not recommending anybody do this because I don't think I wouldn't. It's too I don't risky. Know whether, I'm not doing that in my life. If you can, I won't recommend anybody to do anything that's in my spending life because I couldn't your convince my wife. I couldn't get her no, on board with this. The reason but why I you should. It's a better idea. No, the reason why you shouldn't do that, in my opinion, is because it's spending beyond your means. Please buy gold and silver when you have the money on your own to afford it. If you're going out and taking out bank loans to buy gold and silver on the speculation that they're going to go up enough, that there's going to be enough hyperinflation to, to be able to pay it back, that's an incredibly that's an incredibly risky speculation. You don't need the inflation to be hyper. You just need there to be inflation. Yeah, I don't know about and, you, and man, you but I'm not going to take on it. Uh, if, I can, I, if I'm not fiscally responsible enough to save the money to buy the gold and silver, then I'm not going to go to a bank and ask for a loan. And by the way, banks aren't exactly handing out loans. By the way, banks aren't exactly handing out loans, and Ryder can attest to this as somebody who is fiscally responsible. Uh, you've been looking, you had been looking for home loans recently, and it's just not even available to you. I, I've asked around for home loans, and a lot of them are basing it a lot more on income and credit score than they used to. 
not on down payments anymore. Yeah, it used to be heartbeat. If you had one, you got a loan. So, Kurt, I mean, you on one hand are saying you're you're giving people this advice, and then on the other oh, hand, when you not. say invest in yourself, you're actually admitting I'm, you're investing your own money in yourself, and you're not you're taking out a loan to buy that equipment. That that is that, that is correct. I'm not because again, I, I can't I can't get my wife to to you know, and not that I can't get her to see it. She sees it happening. I mean, we I finally got her. Uh, to invest in in metals, and and I mean I'm I'm the genius because of it now, but only about that I'm still an idiot about everything else. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? that's how it so, but you're married, Mark, so you know what I mean. Right, and this is what happened with me and my wife. I would have bought, I would be buying more precious metals now if I could, mm-hmm. but she wants, she will not be comfortable until all the debts paid off. She's a smart girl. Well, that, don't listen to Mark. Because, listen why? to Laura. Because, because you believe that. Because I agree uh, what, with her. Cause, right, because yeah. Ian believes. Well, I mean, you know, if I've got more. Look, the, who I've do you want to wait? I've hold got on. a friend who, who, who chooses not to have a home. Who do you want to listen to? Chooses not to have a car so he can buy more precious metals. All right, Who's going to look like an idiot if silver goes to $200? Who's, you who, are. Who, who, do you, who do you trust more, Ryder? The, uh, the man who admits on the air, Mark admits on the air that he can't handle money for crap, or the wife of Mark, Laura, who he has told, who has admitted on the air that one of the reasons why he's married to her is because she can handle his finances for him because he can't handle it. Who are you going to take financial advice from? Who's the more sensible party? I think far too many people in America are buried in debt. And uh, for that reason alone, I'm, I'm sort of like against debt and, and I would say pay it off as quickly as you can. But I am no financial expert by any means. It's a good thing you have such a smart woman on your side, Mark. Uh, she's Thanks, Kurt. Good for the lo- short-term story. Appreciate it. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. have a vision. You can... T- <laughs> you don't either. More coming up. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. That's the point of the program. And that's why we call it Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features You'll find they're completely free. We've got stuff like our mobile website. You can go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and our podcast, m.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduate, graduates, and recent graduates for uh, graduate students and recent graduates for its summer internship program. They have Internships in all kinds of journalism, including uh, you know p- people they've actually gotten placements in uh, ABC's 2020, the Financial Times, Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Economist, and more. Placements are available in print, broadcast, new media, and investigative journalism. They also have public policy internships. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, training throughout the summer. 
Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. You can sign up there. You'll receive updates and reminders. This is important stuff if you're in college. You know, it's not like the it's not like they're going to be beating down the door to give you a, a job over the summer, and this will give you great experience and possibly a place to work uh, when you get out of college. It's libertarianinternships.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number here, and we are going to continue to take your phone calls about whatever you want. Well, let's talk to Doug, listening in New Hampshire. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Ryder and Mark. Oh, hey, guys. How's it going? Doug, what's on your mind tonight? Nothing. I was just wondering if you guys... Know, knew each other before you all started the show because I don't know you guys get in each other's nerves it sounds like and I don't know if you're all friends or, or not uh, yeah Mark and I uh, met before the show I would say a few years before the show actually you came and were, started working at the uh, radio station at which we worked back in the late 1990s we didn't start the show until 2002 so I made him everything he is today <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, got to know each other a little, uh, I guess, a little bit beforehand. And... He looked up to me as a brother from the very beginning. <laughs> and I met them both when they moved to New Hampshire, but I'm sort of a sideshow to the Mark and Ian show. Yeah. You're a third wheel, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, do I consider Mark a friend? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can count on Mark. Uh, Mark is uh, he's a good guy. I, I think he's trustworthy. And so from that perspective, yeah, absolutely. Although some would point out our relationship may be more like brothers than, than friends. That's what I'd say. And I have one more question. Um, would you guys lean more towards libertarianism or anarchy? anarchy? Wait, how long have you been listening to the show? Uh, just a couple months now. Okay. Uh, good question. I don't like yeah. the term uh, anarchy, but I also don't like the term libertarianism. So how about my answer is I lean toward voluntarism. Okay. Ryder, what about you? I, I don't really like to label myself. I would libertarian or, or I, I can see that there are problems in the system and I oppose the problems in the system. I don't know how else to label myself toward voluntarism, anarchist, libertarian, how do you feel about human relationships? Should they be based in consent? Of course. Okay. So, I mean, there's a, there are words that describe that particular viewpoint, right? Some would say anarchist describes that. Some would say libertarian describes that. That's what I'm uh, saying. Some would say right. libertarian means any, any all, all sorts of things. That's why it's hard to label myself. I got gotcha. you. One thing I can tell you is I wouldn't call myself an anarchist ever. Um, it sounds like a bad uh, you know, term to use uh, if, if, if one's trying to make friends and influence people. Um, I, I tend to think that uh, in, in, in the course of human history or you know, in, uh, going forward that we will probably see a situation where, pe- where governments aren't tied to land masses and that that's really all um, many people in the sort of the, the anarchist movement are really talking about. I think it's a stupid word. doesn't make any sense um, when, they, when they use it. I, I think that when you're talking about is actually polycentric law, um, laws that have, uh, you know, there's different sort of uh, governing bodies that people might uh, might choose between or something like that. Anything else you want to share tonight, Doug? Yes. I'm just wondering, are, what, are you moving to Texas? Is somebody moving to Texas from that show? Uh, Sam, who is one of our third hosts on the program and also host of the Sunday show, has uh, has moved back to Texas uh, from here in New Hampshire. As uh, some people do decide that they don't want to stay here for whatever reasons, his was that he wanted to uh, kind of get back to the farm, uh, live on the farm with the family, and prepare for what he believes is going to be the impending uh, financial disaster. I don't have the same kind of uh, negative viewpoint, uh, I guess, as far as what the the future holds as as he does. But maybe someday he'll be able to say he told us so cool 
Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And if you're not here in New Hampshire and you don't if you don't if you come here and you don't stay here, then you know, maybe you weren't supposed to stay here. I mean, maybe you've got you've got another path in life and that's understandable. Some people come and they go and actually there was a post that I made recently over at freekeen.com about some of the reasons uh, why that happens if you want to know more about some of the people who've left and and why they say they they were leaving. Uh, freekeen.com. So 800-259-9231. And Ryder, you've seen people come and go over the years here, having been a New, a New Hampshire native. You've seen your share of personalities uh, enter the movement and then decide that uh, they, they want to go somewhere else. But wouldn't uh, wouldn't you say that there are still more people coming than there are going? Uh, we had a real spike around November, late uh, 08 and early 09. A spike of? of a spike of new movers in. Mm-hmm. But I'm always seeing new people that are coming in. So certainly new yeah. people are coming in and, and people are leaving quietly or loudly. And we're seeing but, more year after year coming as well. As it seems like more people are moving to the, uh, the, 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 the mainly populated area of the state right now. The Man- Manchester's a big draw. Manchester corridor. No doubt about it. I mean, that's always going to be a big draw, and that's why, you know, Keene has to really compete to, uh, to keep up. So 800-259-9231. Ladies first, Jackie is on the line in Sarasota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jackie. Yes, Sam. Hi. Hello. Hey, Jackie. Hey, I just want to say I'm so glad you guys are back on the Sarasota. Me too. And Mark, I, I bet you paid him so much money to say he's actually your friend because we all know <laughs> the real truth. He and, doesn't really uh, have friends. Wait, Mark gave me money? No, Is no. that what you're saying? No, yeah, you, he must have paid you, you. Nobody's friends with Mark. No, no, Mark doesn't have any friends, not you. That's not no. true. Mark has his wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a friendship? That's great. I'm glad you're friends with your wife. I'm friends with your wife, too. She's such a nice lady. That's right. You're down there. Actually, uh, Mark's wife is in uh, Sarasota right now as we speak. Yeah, I know. I want to get... I would like to get together with her. You guys should have, like, a baby club together. This is Jackie, who, by the way, uh, called uh, my longtime girlfriend and uh, who called the very first night that we were on the air in Sarasota. I was your fiancé, first of all. I was not just a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I called the very first time. But um, anyway, so I'm just glad you guys are back on and finally some interesting radio on again well don't forget to tell everybody you know down there and i appreciate hearing from you tonight anything else on your mind no thanks for the call jackie thank you jackie 800-259-9231 that's the sacral cai toll free line maybe her and your wife could have like a baby club together i was looking at uh the baby jackie's baby pictures on facebook and uh you know it's very interesting they're around the same age like maybe a year apart or something like that all right so we continue here with your phone calls about what you want eric is in washington you're on free talk live hello eric Eric in Washington, he dropped off the line, 800-259-9231. Uh, hey, Totasac, totasac.us, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. You go there to learn more about what the Totasac is, but take my word for it. It's awesome. I use it every single time I bring the groceries back in from the car, and you can get a two-pack at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. If you call in, you may be the winner. And I can tell you that uh, we've got a two-pack here for you right now. 603-435-1105. The Totasac is great. It could be yours. More coming Terrible. up with Free Talk Live. This is uh, your show to take control of if you want to. More on the way, Marks. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free. If you'd like to bring up whatever you want, you can do that. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there on the site completely free, so enjoy those. By the way, the Shrine of Female Listeners is one of those features. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see the Shrine, and if you're a lady listener, you can get in or, uh, get involved. You can become part of the Shrine. The details on how to do so are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue. Johnson is on the line in Connecticut on the amp lines. Hello, Johnson. Hey, so I've got a bad news about an activist. It's sort of been passed along to me. Uh, by a couple of folks in the liberty movement okay. who are very concerned that they want this person to be ostracized, but at the same time, they don't want blowback to occur um, on the movement itself. And so let is me that, explain what is going that on fair? I, mean, um, to, uh, I yeah. want to apologize in advance for whatever it is I <laughs> do. <laughs> well, What's going on? Uh, Okay, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal the name right off the bat. I'm gonna bring it to your attention first, the situation, and then see what you guys think. Okay. Um, there's an activist who is collecting uh, money for a legal defense fund, and then spending that money on themselves, and not paying their lawyer, not paying the the respective people. So they're just, they're just taking money. From is people. the activist somewhere in New Hampshire or somewhere else? New Hampshire. Okay. So, and this is like a pretty known activist that's doing this, that's collecting this money, and and uh, a and, couple of people. And uh, you know this because why? I mean, you're not you're not I here, was, so how'd you get the word? I was specifically told. You know, obviously, I've still talked to a lot of other activists in the area, and I, I was told by uh, somebody who I quite trust, who is very well known, uh, you know, as far as uh, activism is concerned. And, and uh, this person received the information directly from. Uh, this person's lawyer, who mm. isn't being paid. And the oh. lawyer is also another sort of well-known activist lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I've just found this information out. Obviously, these people believe that this person should absolutely be ostracized. But the problem is, and, and the reason why I'm not necessarily revealing the name, is because I'm I'm concerned that, and these people are concerned as well, that activists are then going to say, well, you know, why are we going to give money if these people are just going to spend it on themselves? You know, if well, the money is being given... Johnson, is like- ostracism going to get the money back? Or maybe pointing the fact out and this person can come clean on it. And I don't honestly know who you're talking about, but I don't, I don't, think, e- I don't, either. I don't think ostracism is the best option also, I don't to think get you the money jump, to the jump people immediately who deserve to it. it. Like, the threat of ostracism should be, uh, should be uh, laid on the table first. This person has apparently already been threatened with ostracism. It has already been said, you know, what are you doing? Why aren't you, pay, you know, making this, these payments? And apparently just doesn't care. Well, at this <laughs> point, we're going completely on hearsay. I haven't heard anything about this from anybody but you. So you've got one guy calling in and saying, you know, that this is what's happened. I like to, when, um, you know, when I hear about these kind of things, I tend to not jump, jump to judgment at all. And so I want to hear it from several sources uh, before I, you know, make some kind of judgment like that, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I've heard it. 
I've heard it through, you know, a couple sources. That's, you could be right. That doesn't mean, you know, that that's, I, I don't, I wouldn't know. Johnson, well, is there a blog post or another a forum thread we can go to look at information on this where it's all written out because... Calling a radio show is kind of a weird place to reveal all this. Well, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point of the call? I mean, to talk about uh, different ways to raise money, because it would seem to me that maybe giving money to an activist directly isn't the best idea, especially if something like that's going to happen, if they're not using it. If, if, If the activist is saying, give me money so I can pay my legal fees, and people are doing that, and he's not, or she, or whoever is not, the activist is not doing what they're saying they're going to do, that's a violation of of an agreement. If the activist is saying, give me money to support me, well, then that could mean that you know he's going and buying lap dances with it. In which case, if people are giving money in that with that kind of a statement attached to it, then it doesn't matter what the activist does uh, does with it. So, so you're saying this is specifically someone who is raising funds for some sort of legal purpose, some legal defense, right? And um, the reason why I, I suppose that the, there's the anonymity again is because the. Um, I guess the, the people that have contacted me or, or told me, you know, they're afraid that it's going to slow, uh, slow the growth of, uh, uh, you know, of essentially these, you know, legal defense funds for people, and that. Um, uh, sorry, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. Well, I can this. see where you're you know, coming from. I mean, Mark and myself are a couple of the board members of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org, and the purpose of the CD Evolution Fund is to support people right. who've been to, arrested. To prevent things like this from, from happening. Uh, you know, people, you know, sending if you send your money directly to an individual, whether they're having, uh, you know, issues or not, um, you know, obviously something like this can happen. CD Evolution wouldn't do that. We would be writing a check directly to the lawyer. But right? I wonder about that, Mark. I'm, I'm wondering if in the past we have had some sort of a, a chip-in where the money has gone directly to the activists. I don't recall. I feel like that's something we may have done, and if that's the case, then to some extent... would be something to learn from. Right. We've made a big mistake. That, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So right. at, at the very at the very worst, Johnson, this would just simply seem to be a learning uh, learning experience. Send your that, money to CD Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. Right, and, and unfortunately, that seems to be a more bureaucratic way to go about things because then we're the ones with the purse strings, and we have to approve whether or not you know the money gets paid out to the lawyer and, and things like that. And it would it would involve more bureaucracy and more overhead as far as the board's involvement with the CD Evolution Fund. But maybe it's the best way to do it to keep somebody from going out and buying cocaine with it or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that's what this person is doing, but uh, you know they can do whatever they want. I presume with the money they have, it's just it's just going to be their their reputation is on the line. Right. The question is with the lawyer, the lawyer, the person, the lawyer, and this person, and, and the, the people who are uh, around the lawyer and know that the, you know what's going on and know that this person isn't getting paid um, and isn't paying up their their debts for their legal defense. Um, whether or not they should specifically be outing this person, or you know what should happen as far as the the civil you know as, or sorry as, as far as the ostracism is concerned, should this person be ostracized? What can be done to prevent this in the future? Because it, it, you know it's, yes, it's not going to bring the money back, but it might get this person to pay, especially if this person who who is again like I said a, a sort of a well known sort of uh, activist, and maybe they don't want to be. You know, out of the the liberty community, <laughs> because I, I think that people would be pretty 
uh, peeved to find out that this person isn't paying their bills. Well, we've seen we've so, seen a, you know a range of deadbeat behavior uh, from some of the people that have that have come up here before, and some of them it's a very small minority, I think, of the people that move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And for those that don't know, it's a movement of uh, liberty-minded people that are converging here in New Hampshire. And uh, in any group of people, again, it's a public project; anybody can join. So you don't know who these people are until they get here and begin to reveal themselves publicly uh, and privately lead to people and unfortunately they're not all perfect everybody no, nobody is but uh, some have more problems than others and some are not as responsible and it's uh, etc and so on and so you've got a whole range of uh, behaviors there have been a couple of people that have done some criminal acts uh and they have been they have been ostracized and they have been so effectively ostracized that they left the community immediately upon the ostracism happening upon them being outed as uh, in one case there was a guy outed at Porkfest i think it was a couple years ago now uh at Porkfest for being a thief basically for for stealing the video games uh from his roommates and taking them to a pawn shop and and pawning them for cash with which he was then you know doing who knows what with uh, he certainly wasn't paying the bills that uh, were, were apparently in his name, I think, at the the house at which he lived. So there's that kind of level of uh, of you know real problematic where he'd been given the opportunity to make good. He had been talked to by his roommates. They knew it was him. They gave him the chance to to make right, and he did not. And so then they announced it publicly, and that person was uh, severely ostracized uh, at that point. And others have been, uh, have been, uh, I guess, opened. Uh, they've been kind of announced what they've been doing. Uh, there's one guy who owes Pete Air from Liberty on Tour a lot of money, but he's been apparently making payments. It's been slow, but he has been making payments, which is better than nothing. So I would guess that the right thing to do in this case would be to have the people who are privy to this situation, like the lawyer, the lawyer come out and make a statement and say, so-and-so hasn't paid me, he's owed me this for this long, and I'd appreciate it if he paid me. Otherwise, then ostracism will kick in, I would think. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. I had a quick conversation with uh, with one of the, the other board members of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund a moment ago, and because I found out from Johnson who the alleged activist was that hasn't been paying his debts. And it is not the case that CD Evolution did any fundraising in this particular case. So it's not like CDEvolution.org was out promoting this particular fundraiser and giving money to directly to this activist who apparently allegedly has taken the money and has not made any payments to his uh, his attorney. Right. I don't know anything so, about that. So the if the attorney wants to come out publicly and make these allegations and, you know, post a blog post or post on Facebook about it and, and come out publicly and, and make this statement, uh, then I think that would be the time at which uh, people could make their decisions, could make decisions as to whether or not they want to support this person or encourage him to pay up and to come through with uh, with the money. So uh, I just just wanted to let you all know it wasn't CDEvolution.org. CDEvolution.org has not uh, not done that with this person. All right, so 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can bring up absolutely anything that you want to. Hey, I mentioned there's a new tax, uh, a new tax, I guess, news out there, a new requirement. And apparently it's not the only one, but uh, there are a number of them that are coming into effect this year. The story is from the Washington Examiner at WashingtonExaminer.com. 
Are you one of the millions of Americans who own rental property? Do you enjoy filling out lots of extra tax forms? If so, you're in luck. <laughs> As reported by the examiner Susan Ferriccio, a provision of the Small Business Jobs Act passed by Congress last fall mandates that rental income be subject to the same tax reporting requirements as business or trade. Because that has a lot to do with getting jobs you know, created at small business, whether or not uh, landlords pay tax on their rental income. Oh, no, it has nothing to do with it. It's just yet another thing they just slapped into a bill that has nothing to do with all they the things they slapped into it. Need money and they'll go anywhere to get it. I, I, you know, it used to be rental properties was a good way to, to sort of uh, protect yourself from uh, your tax, tax, the tax burden. And, uh, but who is going to pay the rental income tax? Not the property owner. And not in the long run. Uh, generally, costs, uh, you know, overhead costs go down to the, uh, the end consumer. And in that case, that would be the renter. Well, I can say my rent is not going up because I won't be paying this tax. Because I don't pay federal taxes if I can at all avoid paying them. Uh, so, uh, according to the Journal of, of Accountancy, this is what they have to say. The, Thus, rental income recipients making payments of $600 or more to a service provider in the course of earning rental income are required to provide an information return to the IRS and to the service provider. This provision will apply to payments made after December 31st, 2010, and will cover, for example, payments made to plumbers, painters, or accountants in the course of earning the rental income. While rental property owners will not actually issue the required 1099s until early 22 or 2012, rather, uh, they need to start keeping adequate records of payments starting January 1st, 2000 or 2011, so they will be prepared to issue correct 1099s. They will also need to obtain the name, address, and taxpayer ID number of the service provider. So it doesn't sound like it's talking about rental income specifically as much as it's talking about. Uh, the you know the home repairs that you might have to to hire as a, as I guess a landlord. I don't know uh, because that's what we had heard about this before, as I recall. It just wasn't put under the uh, the, the category of renting, uh, where everybody that does business in the amount of six hundred dollars or more, whether it's buying gold or whether it's you know buying a, a brand new computer. Anytime you do business at that amount of money, that there will be 1099 forms that uh, the government will want people to file. Well, the government wants uh, they want a tra- they want a piece of paper on every transaction that's ever occurred. What I if you buy a new you. computer in parts of three hundred dollars a piece? You'd be all right, I think. The law doesn't provide exemptions for those uh, who the new requirement creates hardship and for those whose rental income is not more than a minimal amount. However, the IRS has yet to issue guidance defining who qualifies for these exemptions, even though the new law has already taken effect. Uh, better start keeping meticulous records now. Fines for failing to file the 1099s range from sixty dollars to $250,000. Suffice to say, landlords are none too happy about this onerous new regulation. Just ask Jeffrey York, the president or vice president, rather, of York Property Management, a family-run company with rental properties throughout the mid-Atlantic region. He says, we are already enslaved to the IRS with endless and mindless paperwork that takes us away from our main business of property management. This new rule obligates us to still more outrageous record-keeping and steeper accounting costs. Too many in Congress have had too little to do with operating a business, small or large. Yeah. Clearly, those bozos need a big drink of, or rather, to drink a big gulp of common sense. If York is any indication, this isn't going to be a popular law. In fact, repealing this new tax requirement seems like an ideal opportunity for the Republican majority in the House to establish their anti-tax bona fides. Well, I wouldn't get my hopes up about that. I understand the Republicans really want to believe that 
now things are going to change, that now that they have control, again, mind you, that things are going to move in, the, uh, in a small government direction, that they're going to just repeal those taxes and roll it on back, cut the government down, slash and burn. But that's the same old Republican fantasy that they've been promulgating for as long as I've been alive. What makes you think something's going to change now? Yeah, I, I'm awfully skeptical. Uh, you know, I got. I guess it's a shame on uh, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Situation. I got fooled by the government, uh, by the Republicans uh, from 2000. You know, all basically for the you know all of the 90s, and then they got into office. Uh, you know, with my help, nominally with my help, uh, 2000 to. Uh, 2006 and it was they were in the majority and what did they get done as far as cutting back the government they grew it no no mark don't you remember they cut it to the bone oh, that's what they that said. was an actual quote as, from... as the government was getting larger right but the Clinton, under the, the Clinton bone. administration the government did uh you know grew less than it did under under George Bush oh what you think you could do a better job yes i do <laughs> i'm absolutely certain i could do a better job there's no way i could get into the the office of president and that's why they're safe cuz well, no guy like me could ever get in what was the story with the bush tax cuts cuz i was not quite old enough to be paying income tax when that came down did that significantly reduce income taxes? For- it did. Uh, certainly, you know, uh, yes, it certainly reduced uh, taxes for, you know, some people in the middle class. Uh, the higher you go up in the, uh, the the earning categories, the more it reduced taxes. Because honestly, those are the people that pay the taxes. Well, right. So, um, you know, but that, it didn't reduce the size true. of government. No, because George Bush, uh, because the Republicans' policy is to uh, deficit and spend, whereas the Democrats are tax and spend. Right. So, you know, I mean, it's what's a shell more game. responsible? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a shell game. I mean, the the government guys, these Republican uh, people, want you to believe that they are these t- slashing taxes. And while it may be true that Bush cut taxes, he didn't cut the size of government. So as long as you cut taxes without cutting the size of government, at some point that's got to be made up. You're spending into the future, as you were talking about earlier tonight, Mark. You're spending your grandchildren's tax dollars essentially uh, at that point, or they are spending their grandchildren's tax dollars. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a real problem. And these well, it's felt it's felt today and it's felt every year when the cost of a hot dog goes up from one dollar to one eleven to one twenty two and it goes up and up. Yeah. And and you've seen that happening even in in your relatively short period of uh, time on this. Of course. Twenty ounce bottles of Coke used to be under a dollar regularly. Now Now what are they? One thirty one one forty. Yeah. If I'm lucky, maybe one thirty. Yeah, it's just incredible. Uh, so there you go. 800-259-9231 is the number. So get ready for more stringent reporting requirements. And you have to ask yourself, when are you going to get sick and tired of this? When are you going to decide that you've had enough of being obedient and paying these, paying your hard-earned money to these parasites in Washington, D.C.? They, they do nothing for you. They don't keep you safe. I know that's the big sales pitch is that, well, you need us because we're going to protect you. But they don't protect you. They put you in greater danger by going around the world and, and shooting people and blowing people up. That puts right. you in greater danger. Well, by subjugating people for the uh, sort of the, the, you know, the global oil uh, conglomerate out there, you know, these people in the Middle East, they don't care about uh, their, them being able to self-direct their own governments. They don't care about any of that. They care about a stable environment that they control so that they, you know, the, the, the oil companies can get as much oil out of that land as possible. That's what they care about. 
well, people in the Middle East probably understand that they can't have a the, the, the idea of this self-directed government is is ludicrous. The idea I understand. That you, the people are in control of any government around the world is is just nothing more than an I illusion. Think the smaller the government, the more you know the the, the the more responsive it is. I'm not saying I'm I'm, I'm comparing leprosies here, right? Like there's mm-hmm. there's the kind of leprosy that rots your uh, you know arm off, and there's the kind of leprosy leprosy that uh, just takes out chunks of your skin. So mm. you know you're talking about the the better kind of leprosy versus the, chunks the worst are better, kind. Yeah. yeah, go with the chunks. So there you go. Uh, Republicans, of course, uh, and Democrats. Uh, and it's hard to pick which one is better. The Democrats are at least telling I just you don't the think truth. on a national level it's even worth you know no, getting all you. worked up about. I, I think that if you can run a guy for president like Ron Paul or maybe Gary Johnson or something, but like at that, least at least the Democrats are going to look you in the eye and they're going to say we want to tax you more. Whereas the Republicans, they have this big game that they play with people. Well, the, Repub- the, the, the Democrats are lying about being for the little guy. That's true. And, the, and a lot of them lie about being anti-war as well, as we saw with Obama. Mm-hmm. We're out of time for tonight. Thanks, guys, for being here. It's been Ian with you. Ryder and Mark. Back tomorrow night, online in the meantime, at freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post here on Free Talk Live. And uh, I've got with me, you know, they're all special, but, you know, I'm going to say it again. It's a special guest. It's uh, it's gov- former Governor Gary Johnson. Are you there, Gary? I am, Mark. Excellent. Now, um, former Governor of New Mexico. I should have said so. Yes. Um, now, That's all right. So now you've got I I'm not going to say you've tossed your hat in the ring for the presidential campaign but you're certainly visible among uh libertarian circles and uh you um you know you're 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 out and about and uh, I I bet you probably wouldn't turn down the job if somebody offered it to you. <laughs> well, I you know I I was elected Republican governor of New Mexico so yep. uh uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to remain a Republican. Um, my legal status right now is that I'm the honorary chairman of a 501c4, OurAmericaInitiative.com. I would love for those listening to uh, get online and tell me what they think. But as now, part of that whole process, I can't comment about running for political office. Understood. So I apologize for the. I apologize for the dodge, but that's my legal status. So now um, your PAC, uh, it's our – I'm sorry. Um, I, I've, I'm a member of the Facebook group. But it's Our America – OurAmericaInitiative.com. Our America Initiative. And um, yeah. if people go there, do they you know, just sign up for an email list kind of situation or – yeah, yeah. Get, a, get in trouble, sign up for an email list, uh, get, get sent what's uh, happening. Excellent. So, Mark um, – since in, in the last year, I've been to 32 states. Uh, I've probably addressed 350 groups. I'm just trying to put a voice to what I think is the national outrage over being bankrupt. And as part of that, I'm advocating a balanced budget uh, starting tomorrow. It certainly sounds good to me. I mean, and I'll tell you, the reason you're on the show is because, you know, I I find many of the things you say to be very interesting. As a matter of fact, I haven't found anything you've said yet. I'm sure I will. But I haven't found anything that you've said yet that I disagree with. So um, and, and as as radical as I am, Gary, I'm not sure that that's really a compliment for you. 
No, I, I, I understand. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and, Mark, I just want you to know I'm trying to grow the Republican base. Um, I think that um, Republicans are the only party uh, that uh, have the ability to uh, fix where we're at right now. And um, so I, I remain a Republican now. Um, I, I was on national TV the other day, and I was asked about repealing President Obama's uh, health care plan. That was on my I list of questions for you. Well, which, which I haven't agree with, but what I pointed out was was that you know Republicans, I think, would have a lot more gravitas, gravitas, if they would actually uh, offer up a repeal of the health care prescription prescription drug benefit that they passed when they controlled both houses of Congress and the presidency. point being is both parties here share in the responsibility for where we're at. It's just getting us, getting us back to solvency, getting us back to being a nation that um, might be viable in the future as opposed to one that um, is on the verge of an imminent financial collapse. It certainly seems that way to me, and and you're you're absolutely right. The uh, the Bush uh, um, senior health uh, senior medical uh, benefit or whatever was the biggest step towards uh, socialized medicine that this country had seen in its history until this last one, and um, you know I I I agree with you completely on that. So. Um, you know the 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 campaigns start early in the the presidential election. I understand you you can't say whether or not you're interested in that because of your uh, your status. But a lot of people need to know relatively early where their um, where their candidates stand on on certain issues. And I wanted to talk to you about some issues that perhaps yeah, yeah. if if things change for you, perhaps you might uh, step into the the ring. <clears throat> um, you know whether you know people would want to go for you, or I'm sure that most much of our audience would be uh, for Ron Paul. Much of our audience is going to try to stay above the fray too, I'm sure. But you know, um, I, I think I think Ron, uh, God bless him, has uh, you know maybe w- wishing he didn't have to do this. <laughs> so uh, I'd, I'd like to see somebody who has uh, many of the same uh, beliefs that he does uh, stepping up and, and doing that sort of thing. So. Um, let me ask a few uh, softballs and then yeah, yeah. Uh, a few hardballs after that. Um, you're not for the prescription, uh, uh, excuse me, the medical uh, socialized medicine upgrade of, of the government. Where else would you uh, be looking for money? Because the only way to balance the budget is going to be raise taxes and lower spending. Well, I, I'm not in favor of raising taxes at all. Right. I, I just think that lower taxes um, do benefit better economies. And then when it comes to spending, um, I uh, advocate a balanced budget starting tomorrow. So let's just start out with the big four, uh, Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, and Defense. Um, I think that Medicaid and Medicare could be block granted to the states from the federal government. The federal government could capitate what it is they give the states and leave, and, and, and by the way, uh, also do away with the mandates to the states, but give the states... Um, give the states back the ability to deliver health care for the poor and for those over 65. And then when it comes to Social Security, I think Social Security is imminently fixable, uh, given that it's just a system whereby more money needs to come in the door than goes out the door. Uh, Social Security is a problem, but not anything like Medicare which is really going to engulf the entire federal budget here in a very short amount of time uh, if we don't rein it in. 
But when it comes to Social Security, I think that the retirement age could get raised. Uh, I think that uh, it may be a combination of cutting benefits uh, a bit, uh, and uh, it may be a function of um, raising the amount of money that would get subject to uh, Social Security uh, withholding and perhaps a means testing on top of that for Social Security. And then talking about defense for a second, uh, we're spending, we, the United States of America, uh, is spending more money than all the other countries in the world combined on defense and military spending when we're only 5% of the world's population. I believe in a strong national defense, but I don't believe that we should be nation-building worldwide when we have our own nation to build. Uh, I would have been opposed to us going into Iraq at the start, uh, believing that we had the military surveillance capability to see Iraq roll out any weapons of mass destruction. If they would have done that, I felt like we could have gone in and militarily addressed that situation. I thought if we went into Iraq, we would find ourselves in a civil war uh, to which there would be no end. Uh, When it came to Afghanistan, I thought initially that that was completely warranted. That was a military strike against Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda. Yeah, they got me on that one too, Gary. I'm I'm sorry, I was just going to say, they got me on on that one too. Go ahead. Well, we're, (laughs) we're entering into our 10th year of engagement in Afghanistan. And I'm afraid at the end of the day, we're going to end up spending a whole lot more money in both of these locations. And worse yet, a whole lot more men and service women are going to end up losing their lives. Uh, We're building roads, schools, bridges, highways, and hospitals in Iraq and Afghanistan. And we're borrowing 43 cents out of every dollar to do that. I just don't think we're of good to any country in the world uh, bankrupt, uh, much less to ourselves. And that's where we've put ourselves. So, So... um, Mark, starting out with the big four, that's the big four. I like the sound of what I'm hearing so far. Um, the Now, the United States is in, what, 131 uh, you know, nations around the world, maybe a few more than that, um, and on the more than 700 military bases. Any of those that you think you'd want to keep or shut them all down, bring all the troops back inside uh, U.S. borders? Well, uh, I, I would advocate getting out of Iraq and Afghanistan tomorrow. Those are the expensive the ones. I think I think the issues that we will face there uh, tomorrow, getting out, will be the same issues that we will face 25 years from now. If that's when we decide to get out. But it just seems to me that 100,000 troops on the ground in Europe, 30,000 troops on the ground in Japan, 30,000 troops on the ground in Korea, uh, perhaps um, needs to really be examined and, in fact, addressed in the we shouldn't have that many troops on the ground. I, I, would, I would have to understand the argument uh, for having any troops on the ground in those areas. So, um, as a starter, as a starter, let's sounds just, good to let's me. Just keep with the, let's just keep with the trunks of the trees here for a bit. Gotcha. But yeah, what you point, what you point out is, uh, is a lot of uh, what, what appears to be low-hanging fruit. Now, what about the uh, the Federal Reserve? Many people blame the Federal Reserve for m- much of the, the 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 economic crisis that we're in today. What is your uh, thought process on uh, you know how to deal with the Federal Reserve and what responsibilities it should have? 
Well, I, I think that the Federal Reserve should have should have the initial responsibility that it was set up under, which is price stability, and of course, added to that now has uh, has become employment. Uh, I happen to believe that um, uh, the Federal Reserve is uh, really um, what? How do I want to say this? Really rolling the dice right now with uh, with monetary policy when it comes to buying up a long term. Uh, Treasury debt yeah. and long-term bonds. Uh, I just think that, uh, given its uh, its stated goal of um, of inflation, that we're well within those uh, bounds to be doing what they're doing. To me, suggests that perhaps we are on this verge of uh, imminent financial collapse. Um, I would abolish the Federal Reserve if um, if the Federal Reserve went through Congress and out the back end that uh, Congress was uh, was advocating or passed a bill to abolish the Federal Reserve. If they did that, I would I would sign that piece of legislation. Well, I'd, I'd certainly like to see that happen. <laughs> all right, um, so all right, here's a here's a real sticker for Republicans and those that are uh, perhaps uh, more liberty minded. And you, being the the former governor of New Mexico, is this issue that you had to have had to deal with on a pretty regular basis. What's your policy on immigration? Well, um, I happen to think that, um, number one, immigration is a good thing, that uh, immigration is responsible for, ultimately responsible for tens of millions of jobs in this country that wouldn't otherwise be here. I'm glad that Google is a U.S. company, not a Russian company. I think right now, because of our convoluted uh, immigration policies that we're sending uh, educated students from abroad back to their home, their countries of origin, and that ultimately they will start up businesses that will employ tens of millions of uh, individuals in India, for example, as opposed to here in the United States, that if given the opportunity, those Indian engineers may have started those businesses here. Uh, but that said, um, we do have a problem with illegal immigration. I think we should make it as easy as possible to get a work visa. And a work visa should not be confused with a green card, which is permanent non-resident status. Shouldn't be confused with citizenship. I'm just talking about a work visa, which would be a background check and also a Social Security card so that applicable taxes would get paid. Uh, immigration needs to be about work, uh, not uh, welfare. We have issues in this country where uh, we're sitting at home collecting welfare checks and not taking entry-level jobs. Uh, I think the notion that immigrants are taking entry-level jobs from Americans is totally false because of the welfare mentality system that we have established in this country. And then regarding the 11 million illegal immigrants that are here in this country right now, I think we need to recognize the number one reason why they're here illegally, and that's the United States government has made it impossible for them to get a work visa, and yet they know that they, as long as they can get into the United States, that they will find work because they have dozens of friends and family that live in the United States. So I advocate setting up a grace period whereby the 11 million illegal immigrants in this country can get a work visa Work visa is what I described earlier, not citizenship, not a, not a green card, but just uh, 
work visa, background check, social security card, and then enforce the law. Uh, after you set up laws that are truly um, uh, laws that can be conformed with, uh, enforce the law. Make it a one-strike, you're out. If you're in this country illegally working, you'll get arrested, you'll get deported, and you won't come back and work in the United States again. And then, Mark, uh, legalize marijuana, and arguably 75% of the border violence with Mexico goes away. Because that's the estimate of the drug cartels' activities that are engaged in the sale and trade of marijuana. If 28,000 deaths south of the border over the last four years doesn't enable us to connect the dots between uh, prohibition and violence, uh, I don't know if we'll ever be able to make that connection. Take the money out of drugs, uh, so goes the violence. You know, it, uh, much of what you say sounds like a, a measured and thoughtful, uh, you know, uh, response on this these issues. Anything else that um, any, anything else that I might have missed that you want to make sure that my listeners know about about you? Well, I think that um, what I've been trying to do in the last year is really just serve up a big plate of the truth here. Where are we at, and what do we need to do to actually fix the predicament that we're in? And in that context, uh, I don't want to be misspeaking on any of these facts. So if I'm misspeaking, uh, I would love for listeners to get online, ouramericainitiative.com, and let me know what I'm saying isn't uh, true. So basing the truth on a whole lot of premises, but uh, the truth is we are bankrupt. We need to fix this. Uh, the solution to all this is not going to be easy, but it'll never be easier than addressing this tomorrow as opposed to kicking the can down the road uh, for years to come. So that's um, our, our American, uh, ouramericaninitiative.com? Uh, our America, no N. Okay. Ouramericainitiative.com. Got it. Um, it you know, Gary, Gary, I'm going to go sign up for your email list now just to make sure that I'm uh, a little better in touch. Um, I, I'm glad we had this conversation. I, I'm not horrified by the things I hear, so um, that's as close to an endorsement as we come at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you, Gary. All right. Bye. Gary Johnson, former governor of uh, New Mexico. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that, in 2011, will witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives, the way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video, which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com.